Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. I like Speak it. Speaking their mind. You I like texted it. about that yesterday, Freddie. Normally, I like to take your texts and immediately uh, delete them. Deuce texted Paul and I a picture of his shrimp cocktail. I could literally taste it. I thought you were going to say something. No. I, well, oh, his shrimp. <laughs> sending you those kind of pictures <laughs> you now. Call that something else. <laughs> they call it a shrimp. shrimp? Uh, when I lived at the men's club on Com Ave. You lived at the men's club? Yeah. Posters up at, I think it was Simmons College was an all-girls college. And I think they were, yeah, having, they were having right. a party yeah. at the men's club. So all... Like, at the men's club. So, no, so it worked. It worked. Like, there was <laughs> Until a steady, they saw you. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was a steady stream. Did Look up his stats. So Look ever. up his stats. I think uh, he's doing that. 2020, he returned one punt for one yard. No. I saw him return it's right it for here. a touchdown. Not, not in the pros you didn't. Are you sure you're not thinking of Braxton Berrios? Oh, uh, that could be true. <laughs> <laughs> the shrimp cocktail smothered in the cocktail sauce. Oh, mm. boy. Mm. <laughs> Good stuff. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered. So we get a little taste of what the show was like without you last week, I mean, it Mike. It sounds like a tour de force of Fred. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Well, it always is, but anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> turn on your mic, Eric. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So and just to, uh, to, to to follow up on the Indy Isabella stuff, <laughs> Fred and I had a classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a classic interaction. I, I, I was ready to text him. Are you guys done? I was, but literally, I was food sh- I was actually food shopping, but I was thinking it was so funny. I, I couldn't wait till I got the home. red cap? I just... <laughs> I just, the red no, cat. Well, no, John. So, so Fred, we, we had gone through this whole thing with Indy Isabella. You know, uh, Mike, yeah. I'm sure you know. Whether he was better. Punt yeah. returner. Right. Yes. So, so Fred, UMass. Fred was convinced <laughs> that he had, like, a great career as a returner and I thought that that would be a huge upgrade over, over Gunner. <laughs> you did say as a – He did. He I said did he say. had a return. Right, you yeah. said, but he was, yeah. a, and he didn't. Okay, so he found a long catch. That I he didn't had. find that. Somebody <laughs> sent it to me. But you sent it to us, <laughs> which, which I had gone over all his stats. Eighty-eight yard uh, return, you know, catch. Good. One of catch. his thirty-one career catches was eighty-eight yeah. yards, and yeah. but Gun- he was insisting he's a great returner, and I was like, well, he did have one part return for one yard. He could be. <laughs> and then we had a discussion about milk and the colors of the labels to differentiate part of that. You yeah, part of that, 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 that was different, yeah. though. No, but, but that, that ended up so being part uh, of the text Fred, chain. In the, like, in the middle of the morning on Sunday, text me a shot of Andy Isabella's YouTube yes. clip. 88-yard touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul starts yelling at I him. Was, I was, no, it was the opposite. <laughs> I was dying la- I was like, that is, that's me. Fred just pulled a Paul. Like, yeah, yeah, see? yeah right, see? Right. He just pulled a pole. I was like, I, I had mad respect for that. I yeah. was just dying laughing. See, it starts with that. Then I took a picture of a red and cap. Then, and then he took a picture of milk with the, milk with the red cap at the store. Full. And Fred's like, I hope you're not a 7-Eleven. And up. I wrote, <laughs> red cap, sniff. sniff. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, we got a busy show. We do. Um, off season. Oh, yeah. The league year hasn't even started yet, but the news is coming fast and furious. We're going to talk about uh, the release of KVN. Yep. Kyle Van Noy. Uh, Mike, you had analysis of that on Patriots.com. Um, also, I want to get into the Calvin Ridley situation because, you know, it, you know, the whole thing with gambling and the league really embracing gambling now, you know, now that it's legal in a lot of states. You know, a lot of people are saying not a fair suspension, one year, indefinite suspension, minimum one year. We'll talk about that, see what everyone thinks about that. I think it should be longer. 
Well, I, I might agree with you there, but you wow. know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and then, uh, you know, whatever else is on people's minds. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of rumors going around. You've got some combine cut questions. Yeah. To, to, to really dove into that this week. Enjoyed watching. Uh, I, I, I enjoy watching it. I did. It's like golf to me. I put it on and nice and relaxing, but huge weekend in Indy. A lot of, a lot of guys that blew it up. Yeah. I, I, I know you weren't able to go in the stadium, um, but I said last week, I said, I'm okay with the 40 and the bench and the cone drills and those measure measurable types of, you know, uh, activities there. They got to get rid of the quarterback throwing to the wide receiver as he runs routes and everyone's in their shorts. What what good is that? You yeah, know, I know. What, it, what, are, what are we looking for here? It's just yeah. a weird kind of display. Yeah. Of, and, and, I mean, and they're not even really like, like some of the routes. It's just like it's like me and my kid in the backyard. Right. Like he jogs down the field. And well, you just no, I, lob think th- one I think they run. But then the quarterback has a bad throw. It makes the receiver look bad. Or then the receiver drops. It makes the quarterback look bad. You know, it's like, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, you can take you know? from it whatever you want. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. But it was, uh, yeah, we only got to see the drills. Like I said, when I called in, though, I just thought the thing was funny. I didn't know about you got to stand up there and say what you're not doing and, and explain it to people. Um, but we only really got to see the bench that was right near is otherwise. It, is it more of a, like an information processing kind of thing? Like maybe they don't tell them, you know, what they're going to do beforehand. They just go out and they say, okay. They tell the quarterback maybe we're going to run this set of plays and th- and he has to relay it to the receiver and try to try to just see if like what the communication is. I don't is. think so because they got that. every guy right. running the same route. Yeah. 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 And it it's, seems like they all know what to do when they cycle right through yeah, it. Yeah. They're all drills. It's the same. Like all the other drills they prepare for too. Like, I'm just trying I, to think of like, like why, I don't think it's all that big is, a like, deal. Like the physical part of it I don't think is a huge part but like I don't really separate yeah. running routes and catching you, you, you I think you, like something like that to me I, I would like to have seen Nikhil Harry do that as opposed to him just running a 40 time. Yeah. He's like laying out That might have changed my opinion. <laughs> Why is he on the ground? Uh, <laughs> Paul had a, had a wonderful a wonderful text to me um, as all these guys wonderful. were running so fast over the weekend, which huh. suddenly it seemed like there's 40 guys going before the Patriots pick at 21 now, apparently, because anybody who goes below a 4-4 has to go in the first round. It's just like it was one after another. Over the, like, over oh, the cross running. Chris Olave off the list. Cross uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson. Jor- Jordan yeah. Davis. Cross him off the list. <laughs> and, uh, all these guys that ran. I mean, the 40s were like eye-popping. But, you know, aside from Jordan Davis, who's a 300-plus pound defensive tackle, like is everybody really stunned that these elite wide receivers ran great 40 no. times? No. But you know what? You know what got me though is I think, you know, they had the official time. Yeah, right. And they were so wrong. But they right, and then but they had all these people clocking it, and there was so, so much difference between that. I like the Can one we that trust was, anything that's ever happened. There was one know? guy whose yeah. official time was faster than the unofficial yeah. time, which almost never happened. Yeah, so yeah. unofficial was always yeah. faster. And I saw some mention of Charlie Casserly used to be involved in it somehow and is no longer. And I don't know if that is means that... Is that why that, they were all off? I, I don't know if it right. meant, like, who's, this who's is where they were. But I know, that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from it, but... Yeah. Which they, is weird because if he was good at it, Bill says, you know... Yeah. yeah and then not another, so much. Another weird feature was that there's only, like, two or three guys that ran under a, under a seven-second three-cone. So it's, like, weird that you just are getting more and more guys that run really, really fast in a straight line, but... Those short area quickness isn't showing up. I mean, I don't know what it means, but just little interesting tidbits you take. Yeah. Um, 
you know, from talking talking to people in Indianapolis last week, as I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all week to see, to do that. You know, talking to people. I mean, right. they just they think really uh, <laughs> what uh, I'm hearing. Mm. What I'm hearing. Mm. Uh, but you, I, but did I did you hear that from the media guy that was standing next to you while you were waiting for the next <laughs> right, guy to come right. out? <laughs> right. I was there. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Rich Eisen challenged Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel to like go three for three and coach uh, coach like cliches. I think it was like it is what it is was one. Only going to talk about the guys on the roster. I, I, I found about the, I found out about this later, but I was watching Mike McDaniel and he hit all three in one thing, and I was like, this is silly. All of a sudden, Rich Eisen. Like busted in, like he did it, and came in and like, yeah, that was the bet. If I do it, you gotta come in and give me a high five. Uh. So I was standing right there when I had no idea that he had done it. I'm like, you know, just listen to the coach thing. But, um, but then all of a sudden, so I, I was in that video. But, uh, but I, I Mike McDaniel's funny. Mike McDaniel's funny. Yeah, I was there. If you look in the background with uh, Rich Eisen, but That's humble. Uh, we'll have to, yeah. There was a uh, you weren't backing into one the wall, funny were you? Mike McDaniel <laughs> thing. He goes, time. he goes, you know, I, I, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat, or or so I've heard. I've never actually seen it be done. Like he's got little quips like that. He doesn't seem like a head coach at all. <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Funny. Listen, yeah. I know. It's, well, have it's you seen bizarre. him? I have seen him. He yeah. does not look like no. a head coach. No, he doesn't. And he's he's funny. He seems like he's sharp. I I, I thought he would they hired him as their analytics guy when yeah. I first saw him. I was like, yeah. what? I know. Well, and and like going from Brian Flores to him, it's like I can't help but look at Stephen Ross being like Brian Flores, tough, take no bullshit kind of guy. Whoa! Hey! Hey! Whoa! Hey, whoa. Hey, he goes so right, Yeah, no. Just amazing to me with wow. how casually you yes. two, you two just <laughs> like, I just let it fly. You, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Like it's, it's just it's it's unsettling. <laughs> really, it's like a longshoreman over here. <laughs> but it's hard not to look at him and think Stephen Ross is going to be like so. We're going to lose this week, you know, or, or whatever he so desires that this might be a, a person who might be a little bit more amenable to the yeah. owner guiding the ship a little I bit hope more, not. perhaps. But. For the <laughs> sake of that franchise. But anyway, um, another story that we'll touch on today is the Aaron Rodgers breaking news. Uh, huge, huge contract, averaging yeah. around $50 million, but the guaranteed $153 million guaranteed. Yeah, now, guaranteed. I, I would yeah. like to see if that's actually guaranteed. I know that's what the report is right now, but I'd like to see how that's broken down because I think sometimes some people's version of guaranteed isn't the same as others. Right. Some is like but, a roster bonus. Well, if you're not on the roster that year, then you don't get it. Right. You know? and, and, you know, in, in well, people say like, well, and then if he's not on the roster, it automatically becomes like an $80 million cap hit, so he's going to be on the roster. Well, uh, no, not necessarily. Right. 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 So – uh, but it is four years, two hundred million. Jeremy Fowler on ESPN yesterday said that the Packers had offered him a quarterback market-altering deal, and I would say that that qualifies. qualifies. It does. Yeah. It makes him the highest-paid player in the history of the game. Yep. So do you cross now Adams off your list if you were looking for? Uh, I don't mean here necessarily, but if you're another team, I would think so. Cross him off your list. That's probably one of his I stipulations. Bet, yeah. I'll come, exactly. but you yeah. got to bring him too. Right. Exactly. You can't. Give right. me all this money and then tell me you can't afford Devontae Adams. Yeah. You know? And my question that I posed upstairs for debate is that what the Patriots should have done with Tom Brady? Should they have given him that monster kind of money deal at the end and made sure he was happy and yeah. figure it out from there? That's not the way you said it upstairs. Though. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two kinds of speak. There's upstairs speak and then there's radio speak. You're learning. You're <laughs> learning. Touche. <laughs> so uh, all that on the table. Um, but the first one is uh, KVN. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Van Noy being released. Um, you know, Deuce, I'll I'll let you go first because you're the one that wrote you know yeah. the piece for Patriots.com. Yeah, not. I mean, probably not really that surprising. I mean, I I've been saying to these guys all off season, you've I've kind of subconsciously been looping him in with Hightower and Bentley as a free agent, even though he was under 
contract for another year. Um, but you look, I think, at the money, the performance. Um, I, I mean, I, I was a little bit, I don't know what the word is, just uh, frustrated, I guess, when he came back a little bit because I thought that it, it meant they're not going with the young linebackers. And I think, you know, given what you're kind of, you know, given what we're hearing in Indy about the combine, uh, about the Patriots, what they're doing, it seems like maybe this is going to be, uh, we just got to kind of roll with the youth movement a little bit on defense, but uh, at linebacker specifically. But, you know, I think that that's, that's a little bit scary. Well, we talked about it, you know, Paul and I famously got into an argument about the young guys, but we also talked about, you know, were the Patriots impatient in terms of last year, like, we got to win now. You know, we got to get like back. It. We have to get back in the playoffs, which they did at at all costs. You know, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, and did that hurt the development of some young people? You know, maybe. I, I think, think there's an argument I, to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, and and of course that depends. And just because you you play Josh Uche more or you play Chase Winovich more doesn't mean that oh now they blossom into those guys. I still have questions if they really are those guys. And you know, not that I'm gonna bang the table for Anthony Jennings. He's the only one of the group who looks like one of those edge setter, inside, versatile kind of guys. Not that, you know, I think he's Dante Hightower, but when you look at Uche and Perkins and Winovich and the guys that are left, it's guys that, that do different things. They're kind of third down, pass rush guys. So I, I think it just, again, elevates kind of the need for edge, outside linebacker kind of need. I think you need you need more bodies there. You need a guy I mean, just just the way they've gotten pushed around that that over the last couple of years, I think that's just that's a position you need. I, I like Judon, but I think they're going to need a compliment. And, and I don't think side. that changes the urgency to get new uh, to draft a linebacker. Like if you thought before KVN was released, they needed one. I don't think that changes anything. No, and, no, you know no. I, they have an overhaul at the position. Right, Mike is right, and right. Mike even if KVN was here, I would still want to do right. that. Yeah, I mean, you, there was a good chance. Everybody, we talked about it. it. Was like play the hits. We talk about it. You know, Bentley, Hightower, Collins were all free agents to be, and everybody immediately included Kyle Van Noy in that group, even though he had a year left on his deal, because it was pretty obvious that there was a good chance that he was going to go. And it's, I think that they're old. They did not play well as a group. <clears throat> And I know a lot of people will throw all the stats out there. Uh, you saw what the defense was in the last five or six weeks. That's what they were when they played against teams that could move the ball. Mm. That wasn't good enough. So I agree with Mike. I don't know that Uche is good enough. I don't know that, that these other guys are going to be able to step in. But I know that we'll never find out if they don't play. Exactly. And I know that what they had wasn't good enough. So I'm fine turning the page yeah. and seeing if the, if some of the young blood can – can give them a little bit more athleticism in that. So regard. how much did they open up on the cap with? I think him? about five, about five million. So maybe like, up around. That was nine a little now. more than four. A little and more than four. Yeah, yeah. Five four. So, so now four and five. But but news did come out that the salary cap is going back up to like two hundred and ten right. million this year. Two hundred eight, I think. Two hundred eight. That was the expected number. Right. So, but that's good. So they're you know they're back you know to where they kind of were before the, the mm-hmm. you know the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I think you know between. The J.C. Jackson, they're not going to tag him. Letting Van Noy go. We'll see what happens with some of the veterans like McCordy and Hightower. But, I mean, I think the signals are that this is kind of a going to be a, a rebuild year somewhat. They don't have a lot of money. I mean, I pulled a couple of quotes. I don't know. I, I, I found some things interesting that I pulled from Albert Breer. Um, 
you know, from his thing yesterday, the story about, you know, I had a prominent agent tell me this story that, you know, that they're operating still like they still have Tom Brady is kind of how Breer put it. Um, you know, t- saying to the premium free agents, we're not going to meet with your price, but if your market creators come back to us and maybe we can do a one-year deal. Um, and and I, I'm interested in that because if it's talking about the Patriots' own free agents, I kind of I kind of agree. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, pay top of the market for Devin McCourty now, for Dante Hightower now. I mean, I think the only guys I'm really interested in, in re-signing are Bentley, just because he's young, he's experienced. I think he can fill a role. Um, and I'd probably bring Brown and, and Karras back. I might be alone on that, but I, but you know, those other guys, I, I, I oh, think but, that that's the right top philosophy. Of, but top of the market? Well, that's the question. That's the question. The only so, one I'd be interested in top of the market is J.C. Jackson, and and I could definitely be talked out of that. Yeah. But I don't want to pay Trent Brown top of the market to play half the season. No, and I not, that's and that's not what I'm 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 you know implying. I'm just saying that. I, I think people are realizing like they they don't have a lot to do this year like like in terms of resources and it's like it's not last year it's yeah. not like you know and I think they have to be selective oh, we've and I want to get younger I don't want to we've warned on this show if you're looking for a, an off season like last year forget it and I think it's, that's just kind of dawning on people like Henry McKenna I think tweeted out that got yeah. some attention yesterday that. and it's it was like, like where, where, where have you been, been? yeah right like right. we've been telling you this the yeah. whole time. like they they spent two hundred whatever million in free agency. And they have a bunch of prominent players that are pending free agents. Like, this was apparent last September when we started talking about it. Right. And that's to your point, Fred. Did they get impatient the way they went about sort of starting the rebuild? Yeah. Might they have been better off saying, yes, we can spend all this money, but should we? Well, I don't mind the spending the money because, you you know, the iron was hot, you struck. I think what I'm talking about impatient is who you ended up playing. Like, you got to play Hunter Henry and Bourne and, and all those guys that you sign. I'm talking about the other guys. Mm-hmm. It's the Collins and the Hightower and the Van Noy. And, well, and Col- the- Collins and Van Noy, to me, you went out and got them. This is part of the free agent thing to me. Yeah, I know. But you brought in Collins, like, midseason. You know, like, did you? No, re- I know. Should you have? Well, that's the question. Should you have re-signed Kyle Van Noy? Like, was yeah. Kyle Van Noy the difference between you right. making the playoffs no, that's, or not? that's what I'm more – like, like I would never – like, even with hindsight, I think – what they did in free agency was the right thing to do. They, yeah. they you know, they they really yeah. had their pick of the best players at those positions, and they did it. They didn't all work right. out, but we said at the time, it rarely does. But we'll, yeah, and know. that's why I wouldn't have done it the way they did it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I might have taken like some. Some picks, and I'm not going to tell you. I would have done. I would have signed the three that really worked, right? Yeah, and right. I wouldn't have signed yeah. the three that didn't. I'm right. not, that's not what I'm, my point is. My point is just pick a handful. And go with them. I don't think we needed 10, yeah. 12. Yeah. That, that was my only thing. Because now, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit upstairs, too. Like, some of the franchise tags are starting to roll in. A couple of tight ends are among that. And it looks like there might be another one. But Mike Gesicki yeah. and David Njoku, I think, yep. those are confirmed. Dalton Schultz, I think. Is it Dalton? Dalton. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go, too, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 10 mil- it's a little over $10 million. That's less than the Patriots are paying. They're two tight ends. This yeah. year, well, we help we help raise up that tag. <laughs> who, who are both going to be fifteen million on the tag yeah. on the cap this year? Yeah. And I, you know, like, I don't know. Did you need two fifteen million dollar cap hits in tight end in year two? Yeah, that, and that's and when I, you had Devin Asiasi. Like yeah. this is again part of my like impatience thing. Maybe Devin Asiasi stinks. Maybe Josh Uche stinks. Like I don't know. I I will trust Bill's talent evaluation for for sure. Yeah. But 
these guys haven't really ever gotten an extended chance to play. And I would go back to 2020. Like, why didn't they do it then? Like, they, you had all these young players kind of playing. You were giving guys like Uche Jennings more of a chance. You probably should have traded Gilmore then, right? Yes. And then you kind of come back this year to, like, well, let's try to run it back with the, you know, high towers coming. Well, let's mm. get Collins back. Like, it's just a weird kind of, like, I, I reversion wonder, I wonder, to what they had you know, in 2019. I wonder if there was pressure from ownership. You know, like, you got to get back in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like. We can't be irrelevant. We can't, you know, for a have two year. seasons in yeah. a row where we're not in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and it's, I mean. Because I know it's a concern. Yeah. Knowing, you know? knowing you're going to, you know, if not be turning it over to a rookie, you're going to be looking at another year. Cam Newton last year. It, it, you know the defense is going to have to be ready to go out of the gate and to, like, rely on a rookie quarterback and a bunch of new pieces on defense as well, but it might have been I, a bet. It might have been the best time to to not yeah. do that. And then you can we do, got we the have a rookie quarterback. Yes, we have the built in. Wow, Josh Uche excuse. looked good last year. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah. you know, no, he, I'm with and, you. and then the way that a lot of people, not everybody, but the way a lot of people talked about the team might be accurate. Like they got this young team that's building together. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they had an old team that's sort of getting peeled apart. Before yeah. you know, before they well, they take the next step. Certainly, this year it looks like it might have get peeled apart. Well, and and I listen. I will shed no tear for the loss of Kyle Van Noy, but I do wonder. You know, I I don't really look at that as a, ca- a salary cap move. I know everybody else in the analysis did, but I don't, I don't think so. Like four million dollars is that? Well, that's that. That's well, I, mean, we, I mean, I think I think every they, little bit helps they, right now. They weigh yeah. the value of the player, right. and and they said right. it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Right. The value of the player, I totally agree right. with you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you a thousand percent. If if Kyle Van Noy played like Devin White, he'd be here. He would not have gotten cut. That's right. He'd be here. Um, the other thing, take that I was developing because you know I have a long commute, so I get to develop takes. See, remember that time the other day? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I heard at the combine, like I f- it might have been Albert Breer reporting that a lot of other people around the league uh, are raising their eyebrow at the way Bill is. You know, building his staff. Yeah, eyebrows are you know, Mm. and then I was thinking myself, emojis. You Mm. know, particularly on offense. Okay, so you know, people are like, oh, you brought back Patricia, Mm. you know, and you brought back Judge, and they stunk as head coaches. Okay, they did. Mm. Their first time around as a head coach was terrible. But to me, if you've been a head coach in the NFL, anything you do below that becomes easy. You know, like if you go from head coach to being a coordinator or whatever, that's easy compared to what you just went through. Yeah, theoretically. And and so right now, the not Patri- for someone who's never done that. You know, we're we're assuming that the Patriots that Patricia's going to be coaching again. That's at least what I'm hearing. Is that what you're hearing? Were you talking to Deuce? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I was hearing. He wasn't in Indianapolis. So now, so now the Patriots have two former head coaches on their offensive staff. Right. I think that's a good thing. I, I think that experience that they've had that they're now taking back to the Patriots to help it coach can, it can be and 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 it on, can be and I think to- it has a better chance to be a bad thing on, and on top of that we're talking about coaching football okay we're not talking about we're asking them to do brain surgery mm. okay we're asking them to coach football players Ooh. now obviously there are different levels of coaching there's good coaches and there're bad coaches but I contend that the experience that you get from being a head coach in the NFL is unmatched. It's it's obviously the highest thing. And anything after that becomes easy. I, I, I see where you're going, though, because, like, when Josh went to Denver, yep. remember, he was still very young at that time, 
it was it didn't last long. It was barely a year and a half. But when he came back to Foxborough, there was a noticeable difference in the way Bill kind of re- interacted with him on the football field. Yeah, and you're right. I think in that respect, some guys can take that experience and learn from it and say, you know what? I, yeah, I I know what I did wrong, and uh, I'm I'm a better coach now because of the mistakes that I made. I can you know, uh, and I think in Josh's case. We'll see how it works out in Las Vegas, but I think it worked for him, and I think he took obviously took a sweet time getting his next gig. But with Patricia and, and but but Josh went right back to what he knew. He was offensive coordinator, yeah, head coach, then went back to offensive coordinator, QBs, whatever. Hmm. I don't know what these guys are doing. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the only difference right. here. It's like theoretically, you're right. Where being a head coach now, everything else should be like, oh, it's less responsibility. It's a little bit of a you know step I mean, down. Just, but just but what add, are they I mean, coaching? What are they coaching? Be honest with yourself and just say like, if Josh McDaniels was just leaving Denver right now and they were hiring him to be the defensive assistant, mm. how would you feel? Josh McDaniels? Yeah. If uh, back that's then, the equi- like, that's the equivalent of what they're doing. Mm. Why? Josh McDaniels coming off of Denver. Being hired as a defensive assistant is what they're doing with Joe Judge. No, Joe Judge has coached offense before. Oh, Fred. He well, was a special teams one, coach. His one whole year career. he was the he had one year as the wide as receivers the coach. Wide yeah. receivers coach in special teams coordinator. Right. He's a special teams coordinator. And and I he think is. that he, he also played offense when he actually played, right? Uh, no, I, I like again. It's football. I don't yeah. remember. It's football. I, well, what he I, played. Okay, so if it doesn't matter, then what are we doing? No, I just yeah. think if it I, doesn't matter what these I, guys are doing. I, I, with, like, I think everyone, everyone is like, oh my god, these guys were bad head coaches. That means they're going to be bad coaches. But, but not well, only, not only they were and, bad and head coaches, but, Fred, but, they have no experience doing what they're doing. But they were good coaches. What? But I'm, but my point, were they? Yeah. Patricia was a good coach. That's why he raised up the ranks to eventually become defensive coordinator. I think he was well liked by his players. Yeah. We saw that. Oh, he you was know, you know. really well liked by his players here. I remember yeah. the Nikovich press. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And, of. and did anyone have problems with Joe Judge as the special teams coordinator? No, but I think I think the point here, Fred, is like I would have no problem if those guys were hired to do that. They're not right. Like we we know that Matt Patricia can coach defense. We know Joe Judge can coach special teams. Both of them at a pretty high level. We don't know what they're doing now or what they're being asked to do now. So there's a little bit of a yeah. uncertainty. But I, I would also I, say I, from I a mental standpoint, it worries me to have two former head coaches working together who I don't know what their goal is. Do they want to get back to be head coaches ASAP? Mm. Or are they and therefore possibly – oh, Patricia wants to do that. I'm yeah. going to do this. Right. It'll make me look – That's true. Like, I don't like the, – the, there's nothing about the dynamic I like. Nothing. They don't have experience on offense. They don't have experience calling plays. They're two failed former well, head coaches. We don't coaches know that they're going to be might calling plays. Could back. be Kaylee calling the plays. I don't know. That's why right. I said I, said, I don't yeah. know. I don't like anything yeah. about the situation. Yeah. I, and, and if it's just football, then I don't know what we've wasted and, the last and, and, 25 years talking about this stuff in, in great detail. And, and if, you know, if it doesn't matter. We're told that Bill makes it very clear to his players what their job is. That's one of his strengths is players tell us, it, you know what your job is on Sunday. I can't imagine he doesn't do the same thing with the coaches. And I think that, you know, we don't know, but I'm, I'm sure if he hasn't already, he will mm-hmm. make it perfectly clear to Joe Judge and to Matt Patricia what their role is going to be on offense. And it, part of it might be to support this Nick Cayley guy because he's going to eventually be my offensive coordinator. So your job here is to support this guy in his development. And I don't think having two head former head coaches supporting you 
as long as everybody knows, to Paul's point, you don't want people just you know working against each other. As long as everyone's on the same page, I think that could be a, a benefit it to could, this team. It could. I, I I agree that it could, but yeah. I think I share the concern that Paul has with, okay, when Josh came back, it was one guy on your uh, assistant staff who was a former head coach, and you had a longstanding relationship with you know him. Now you've got two guys. How do these two guys – compete with each other internally with with like well i was a head coach well i was a head coach too so i like doing it this way well i like doing it this way like we don't know how that's going to work like, how did everybody think the year after patricia left went defensively i liked it i like was it. that 2018 yeah let's be mm. flow yeah uh, <laughs> i i like i'm not going to rewrite history and pretend that everything is great yeah like that everybody loved matt patricia when he was the defensive coordinator here they didn't and then when Brian Flores took over the next year, things changed dramatically this, yeah. for the better. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to do this Paul style. How do you feel about the deep Patriots defense right now going into next year? Worried as hell. Not good. So but. fair to say the important thing right now is an offense that takes a step forward, an offense that produces points maybe more than they should. You know, that, I always think that. And, but and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's the, the dynamic. And, and I've, I think I've flirted with these things. And I think that, you know, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, you're right. Like they just they get a lot of hate because of what happened there. I, I, I also agree with Paul's points that sometimes when they were here, it was hit or miss with the fans, too. But I just look at it, the most important thing to me right now is developing Mac Jones and, and finding out if he's the guy and putting putting him in a position to succeed. I agree. And there's nothing right now about the setup that's mm -hmm. making me think that the Patriots are going to have a cutting edge uh, offense that's going to you know somehow evolve into something new. You know, so. That's my concern that that you know, and maybe Nick Kelly is yeah. a creative young mind, and maybe he can be nurtured by these former head coaches who have done it all and and have experience. But at the same time, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. and I don't want to sit. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it this can't work. This is doomed. No, it's, I, no, it's, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not, just an uncertainty. It's not doomed. That's no, all. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. No, but what I'm saying but, is but, I don't but, want but, like but the, the, like the blah the blah police doesn't have <laughs> to come out if they end up you know Mac Jones ends up being a really good player. And he and he continues his development in year two. I think that will speak a, a hell of a lot more about Mac Jones than it will about Joe freaking Judge. Well, what about? I was reading some things yesterday. Some of our colleagues speculating that Bill might be the offensive coordinator calling plays. Well, someone even threw that out there. Well, that what do we think plays, about that? Which he has done in the past, by the way, in really? Cleveland, right? Right, he did. I, I mean, like full time, he's calling every play. He called the plays in Cleveland really? for a, for a time. That. I don't know exactly what. I'd the be time surprised if that happens, but if it does, then that tell then yeah, he must that? think that the defense is all set. Like he doesn't have to worry about the defense. You know, well, I, I, well, I don't know. Or does it tell you See, I'm more worried about my offense? Just, yes. Why can't it just be a panic move? Like why does it have to say? Well, that means that it's, he's all set with his defense. <laughs> yeah. Like you automatically. Go to something that's really good. He might have to prioritize. No, I'm. I'm I, he might why, have to. Why is that going to something that's good? Because you say you if, said if the he defense calls the is plays, all set. that means he thinks that the defense is all set. Right. That means he thinks that. I'm but not he saying might not. it is. It might mean that no. they're both a train wreck, but that's one less of a train. wreck. He has wreck. to prioritize. Oh, this fire is bigger than that fire. I got to right. go put this one out. Yeah. That's what it could mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's also you're talking about. We've seen you know the kind of Steve Belichick to Rob Mayo combo for a couple years now. Now it's without maybe Kyle Van Noy, without Dante Hightower without these veteran voices who I'm sure maybe Devin. maybe Devin McCourty who have been there and who are as much coaches probably in the room as those guys are so you know they're going to have something new and difficult to yeah. deal with this year and those are and not even like talking about defensive coordinator they're specific position groups like you know I mean Steve Belichick's the outside corner he's got 
Matthew Judon right now. So he's going to have to coach those guys up. Gerard, I mean, he could have a full turnover in the inside too. I know they work together, but I, I think everybody's everybody's going to have a lot of challenges. And I think it'll be, you know, and at some extent, I think Bill has always liked a small staff, and I think this is going to be somewhat seeming like an experiment of, like you said, could a handful of very experienced coaches and just a small handful of assistants make it work? I mean, they don't have a small staff. He needs anyway, a wartime conciliary. Well, they, right now, uh, it seems I, I will say sparse. that the, you know, I wanted to get back to to Mike's thing about you know who knows what Nick Cayley and that that's the part of the equation that I that, this is why I said like I'm not telling you this is doomed to fail. Maybe Nick Cayley is the next Josh McDaniels because I think they're in very similar spots in their careers when they sort of ascended to a bigger role within the offense. Right. And so maybe Nick Cayley is a bright young coaching star and that's the way it's going to work out. Yeah. I don't dismiss that as a possibility. I do dismiss as a possibility that it's a good thing that you have two coaches that have spent very little to no time on offense as failed head coaches are now part of your equation on mm. offense. If that works, it works. It's fine. It's very. It's similar. not a good thing. I think it's very similar to the situation they have with some of these young defensive players, where are you going? You're going like last year. They went with the veterans that they kind of knew what they could get out of them instead of the young guys that they didn't. Now it seems like they're going with the coaches that they know about instead. Like right. it's it's a similar yeah. kind of dynamic yeah, where like saying. what do we do? Do we give these these young co- coaches yeah. like the go ahead and and because they got to get experience somehow. I also you thought know, the the indie dynamic works into this too. I don't know how much you read last week, Fred, from stuff around, but there were a lot of um, Nick Cayley, bright young coaching star yes. uh, kind of stories, of stories like circulating that. Indy last week. Well, what was happening in Indy last week? The Combine. And what happens at night Shrimp. at the Combine? Oh, yeah. People go drink. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. hey, uh, Albert Breer. Uh, hey, uh, Andrew Callahan. Hey, you, I, here's one. Don't sleep on Nick Cayley now. Like, this is what ha- This is how it works. And all of a sudden, there's four or five stories, Mike. Am I wrong? No, Nick Cayley was mm-hmm. the, the subject of a lot of different stories last week. Out of nowhere. This is what this is the, the narrative they're trying to yeah. sort of promote. So are Joe is you know is are they going to roll <clears throat> Joe Judge out on Tuesday to interview you know as the offensive oh, yeah. court, you know right. he, oh, right. he does right. that. I think it'll but be Nick interesting Haley to see how that. Right. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that works out. If they, I mean, my guess is they put Patricia because he was like master class oh. at saying nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the way Bill likes it. Yeah, almost better than Bill. Yeah, De- or better depending on <laughs> your definition of better. Holi- but, you know. Holistically, yeah. Um, well, this is probably a good segue to the other thing I pulled, which oh, whoa, was whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, we got, segues. We got, we got, I thought this was interesting. I just more of a more of a more of a topic topic prep. Uh, via our our friend uh, Greg Bedard um, did this quote just about Matt Groh, um, and they were talking about interesting decision to promote him as you know somebody who's been on the college side but hasn't really done pro personnel and. You know that this uh, on the pro side, you're not dealing with free agency, figuring that out. You're dealing with agents for your own free agents, pays players basically year round. There's cap to figure out, extensions to prioritize. Um, you know they they mentioned Elliot Wolf was there and you know has done some of that stuff as a GM finalist. So I thought it was kind of interesting and 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 maybe I'm reading too much into it. That's a good thing, right? Um, no, I think it's a, a really good thing. But you know, should always read too much. <laughs> into it. Do you think that that signals something about the fact that overall? They're, they're, they've kind of signed a bunch of free agents last year. It's probably going to be light year this year, but maybe this is more. Mac Rowe knows the rookies. Maybe he's. Maybe this is also a nod to the perhaps a job that he did last year with the draft class. But that maybe this is a signal that we're going to be focusing on the guys we have, 
the draft, the young team. This is a rebuild, so we don't, you know, we're not going to be as okay. as reliant you're reading too much on. Uh, yeah, all right. I, I I'm trying. I'm so trying. So what you're like, saying <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. No, I don't. Teach me. Oh, wise what, one. What you're saying is, it's an opportunity for him to grow uh, into his role. I'm not. A, <laughs> no, like, I, I mean, I think it's an interesting point that he I'm makes. I'm not about overly. I'm like, back, baby. I'm not overly concerned with the whole. Matt Grohl because I think Bill Belichick is that guy. Bill Belichick is the GM he was before then. He is now. I, I like. I'm not overly concerned with Matt Grohl over Elliot Wolf. I know some people uh, around my show, Freddie. They which you one know, is that? All of them. They, all of them. They've right. they've been big on that. Like you know, it makes no sense. But we'll, you know, like, what do they know? Because it's just another example of him hiring one of his buddy's friends, uh, sons, one of his friend's sons. Yeah. Um. But. Elliot Wolf is also yeah, not the same. He never yeah. worked for Ron Wolf. I, yeah. um, so I'm not as you know I'm not as you know uh, upset about macro as some other people are. But I I'm not also going to take it like oh this is an indication of, like I don't necessarily I, I I think Mike is right about what their plan for this offseason is going to be is probably to see if they can retain maybe Karras and Brown. Um, and you know maybe McCourty um, somehow, yeah. um, but probably a lower key off season in terms of splash, but not because Mac Rowe is the guy in charge. And I certainly don't think Bill Belichick of all people has given Mac Rowe credit for the draft last year. Bill Bill Belichick gets credit for the draft last well, year. Well, it was more of and, a collaborative and, process, and, and, and rightly so. Yeah. I've said that before the draft. I said it during the draft, and I continue to say it. Bill Belichick gets credit when the draft picks hit. It is what it is. <laughs> I agree, Bill. <laughs> Bill Belichick deserves the credit when he has a good draft, just like people have given him some static, not many people, but some, some static when, many? He's, when he's missed have on the draft. Have you listened to this show? Well, outside the show, I think he's talking about. Oh. Fred, we're, we're the hardcore fans. Yeah. We're, we're, in, we're impartial. We're, we're, I mean, we're, for the most part, unbiased. Yeah. You notwithstanding. Yes. All right. Lot, lots to talk about. Um, I do the Calvin Ridley thing. I want to get into that yes. um, just to get everyone's opinion. In my opinion, it's a rule you don't gamble on the NFL. But you know, I think you can't the rule, gamble. Period. Yeah, I don't think. The, I think the rule of sports, but especially in general, on. The but NFL. you don't, and I think that. I think I, I'm not saying you should be banned for life, but it should be really harsh. And I think one season is minimal. Oh, like look at what Calvin Ridley rose, right? How long was he? A thousand times. I'm a thousand percent with you. Yeah, Calvin Ridley bet on the NFL. In fact, he bet on his own team. Was this the first thing I thought of when I saw this news? Was was that the personal issue he was dealing with? We don't know. That's see, I still think that even though they went to great lengths to paint a timetable that he was away from the team mm -hmm. in November when it happened, he might like not buying it. That might have been when he's. When he did the things that he's been suspended for, but was that one of the reasons why he had was having personal problems? That's my feeling. Yeah, that I was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, you know, nobody knows that. And, now, but the whole thing about you know it was a one-time thing. There's no way it was a one-time thing. I, yeah, I find that hard to yeah, believe. I, so, and I think I'm like like the NFL always does. They don't always release all the info. No, they I can't imagine that we know. They uh, probably no, have more on him than they're letting probably. go, and they don't want it out there because they don't want it known that one of their players, while he was playing, was betting on games. Right? They don't yeah. want that info out I, there. I also find it hard to believe, considering, like, let's say, I, I don't know what the personal issue could have been, but let's say it, it, it wasn't that; it was something like even more distressing. It's the first thing like on your mind that you want to do is like, oh man, I'm having this is such a horrible thing. Let me bet on a game. 
That'll make me feel better. You know what I mean? Like that that just doesn't Well, they like, say so, that so a lot of athletes they they the action. You know, they they have that you know competitive thing and and some and Michael Jordan's a good Jesus. example. The you know, he was, he was, he was a huge gambler. He was. And it was a way for him to release that energy that that competitive but his gambling wasn't he like he wasn't betting on Bulls games. He was betting he was, on everything. I don't know, not not that we know of. But, but they also I thought he was to, like he was going to casinos. Yeah, and he doing would go to Vegas and drop tens of thousands of dollars, right. if not more. Like playing like table but games golf, and stuff like that. And a he lot of people, by golf, the way, are convinced that was his whole like year and a half away from. A yeah. lot of people are convinced. A lot of that's people will say that that there was kind of an agreement between him and, and, and Stern uh, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Take some time off because you've been betting on, yeah. on sports. Well, what was the game he was playing with, like, the locker room attendant in that, in that documentary? Right. Remember that? Yeah, like, tossing like, the, like, like the thing against the wall. Yeah, yeah quarters. Playing quarters. Right. You, you throw the quarter at the wall and whoever gets it closer. Yeah, everything, everything, everything was with gambling him. with him, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not surprised. One of my originals. That's how I got. So started. that's why the first thing I thought of was like, okay, he's got a gambling problem, and he had to step away from the, yeah. you know. And or the league has dirt on him. You know, right. maybe, yeah. Or now, yeah. I know there. I, I was a little surprised with how many people like. All right, we all know the elephant in the room is the all the professional sports leagues, but no, none more so than the NFL, and they're now embracing legalized gambling, and they're in. You know, every you know, we have one here. We have a DraftKings suite, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, draft whatever it's ca- it's called. DraftKings. Yeah. No, but what 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 is exactly? Well, P- we have a draft like pavilion or pavilion lounge or whatever. Pavilion yeah. and I wanted, they have a suite. Yeah, I wanted to <laughs> name it by the actual name. Yeah. So but whatever. Um, and everybody does. I mean, everybody around the league yeah. has this now. So I understand that there's a hypocritical nature to that on its surface. I don't really find it that way. I don't. I don't, I don't think because the leagues are saying something that is legal. You, you know, and they're encouraging you to do it, and they're making. Uh, corporate sponsorship money off of it means they're embracing your players now gambling. Right. Like, I don't think that one plus one equals two in this situation. I, I said to Mike, I, I kind of equate it like, okay, so the NFL has all kinds of advertising money through beer, right? Bud, mm, yep. you know, Bud Light, whatever. Yep. Does that mean that the players should be able to drink during the games too? Yeah. Like without any repercussions? Probably like bad it, you know, for performance, I, I think. I, I don't really understand why, because you're getting corporate sponsorship dollars from a particular business, means that that business should, you know, just be widely accepted that you well, can do it. Well, I don't, just, I don't, the I, rule I is you can't, and, and it makes and sense. And it's a simple one. It makes sense. I mean, the, you know, whether or not you believe that they actually do it in practice, the integrity of the game is paramount. You know, and, and don't you see, like, how easy it is, like, Everybody says, well, he, you know, I, you know, yes, I think he said he had some parlays and he bet on the Falcons. So, like, what's the big harm? You know, it's $1,500, whatever it was. Isn't it pretty simple to see that, like, a guy could, like, really, with the utmost integrity, bet on a game and lose and then bet on another game? Again, I'm playing 1,000% to win. Right. I have told nobody, so no one knows that I have money on this game. I'm betting to I'm playing to win and I'm betting but I'm losing my bets. And all of a sudden you get to a point where oh, you got to make it up. I'm like 3 million in the hole. Mm. Yeah. I got to find a way to do this and then maybe you go out the next again, you don't have to tell anybody. Right. And you go out and you put 3 million on a game on the other team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the only way I have to guarantee that I'm going to – well, I'm going to go out my way and make sure we or lose you this do game. A, or you do a prop that Calvin Ridley's going to have over or under eight catches, and you make sure it's Perfect. under. Perfect. And you bet the under. Perfect, Freddie. You know? You know a, a great example. So, Because everybody just looks at it black and white like, well, yeah. one guy is going to throw the game. That's a perfect example. The, the micro prop bets mm-hmm. you have control over if you're a player. So that's it, it, it's it's very easy to me to make that correlation. That's why you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. That's why you can't you bet can't as, do as a it. player. It also would be just anathema to me if I were a player and I was intentionally not playing my best. Like knowing how competitive these guys are. You're talking about like Jordan, the, the example, like how Brady, ultra competitive. Could you see them like intentionally not playing well? Like it, it would go against everything like in the athlete's, uh, you know, Sure. Psychology. Yeah, they're like they're, DNA. they're not wired to do that. Right. It just seems. Like, I'm not saying they don't do but, it. But, but in guys Paul's example, it, but if you're desperate, it just seems yeah. money, you know money, money. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just I couldn't fathom doing it. Is my point. Like like you're wide open in the end zone. The pass is coming your way, and you're yeah. gonna like uh, spike it. Just don't do it. Like remember Brandon Marshall at the when Josh was head coach there at that practice when he was intentionally so a lot of people were really drills you know because he wanted to get traded. Making fun of the NFL for their response to this. And uh, there's two things now that came up in the last couple of weeks. And one was the Michigan coach, Jawan Howard, Michigan uh, Michigan basketball coach, who punched a guy from Wisconsin, an assistant coach from Wisconsin, going through the handshake lines. The response to that, why we do handshake lines? Right. Like, I don't understand why we can't have rules. (laughs) Why would it be civil after games? You know, so why shouldn't – and I heard Christian Fourier, a former Patriot player, who I love, by the way, was adamant. Like, why shouldn't he be allowed to put some money on a game? It's not, you know, what's the harm? Why is suddenly, and I think in in our society today, the solution for rules being broken is to change the rule instead of to adhere to it. Right. And punish those who break it. You can't go through a handshake line at the end of a game that you're pissed off at the other team without throwing a punch at somebody. And the solution to that is, Let's not have handshake lines right. anymore. Because right. we can't, we can't control. Because I yeah. can't control ourselves. Right. I, I mean, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, and I hear a lot of people say, like, what fifteen hundred dollars on a on a Falcons? It's like, you know, it's like going, you know, fifty six and a fifty five. If you went fifty six and a fifty five, and got caught, and the and the response was you do jail time, you'd never go fifty six. It's true. Yeah, you'd never go fifty six. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. The the penalty for gambling in sports, as you said, Fred, I think you got off a little lightly yeah. with only a, a year suspension. Now it is indefinite, but it's at, they said at least a year. Even right? at least at a least year. even us, we all have to sign a thing that we're not right. going to. We had to take us. we had to take yeah. a class. We had to take a uh, an online uh, right training lesson training yeah. lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we do the picks, but it's just for fun. We don't right. Bet. It's not yeah. money. On we the don't like bet. I, I was talking to Deuce. You know, I'm going to be out next. Too bad week. the way our results right. The, year, the NCAA pools. Uh, uh, you know, the NCAA <laughs> tournaments coming up. You know, I love that. Yeah. And I, I was sort of talking to Deuce. I was like, I love. Like, I, I get together with a bunch of guys, and they all put, you know, real small money. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. On, certainly not going to do it on my phone. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you can't do it. You can't because do it. it's not allowed. Right. And it's not. That's not something to me that's worth losing my job over. You know, and like, oh, we should ban you know sexy outfits on women because men can't control themselves. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know. Wow, that took a turn. No, but <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's like, oh, we I can't control myself, so you have to stop what you're doing. Right. Right. You know. 
It's, so he's not coming to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. bottom line yeah. is he's not coming right. to the right. Patriots. Bottom line. Which I don't understand how he became a lock Patriot uh, in the first place. Yeah. But bottom well, line, he's, he's, well, he's good and available. Well, so, yeah. I'm off the list then. He's a prolific returner. He's, you know, he, he was I mean, this year's uh, Larry Fitzgerald. We're, we're cutting linebackers you know, to save $4 million, but we're going to go and make a trade for an $11 million receiver. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I just don't like Christian Fourier. I, like, I. I, I want to say he should know better, but apparently he doesn't. I don't understand how athletes say, hey, let him bet. I don't understand that. Yeah, Maybe why? it's more prevalent than we think. Well, it I, might be. I mean, I think they got to think about it the way Paul laid it out, where in and of itself, one little bet on a game over a weekend is nothing but the slippery slope kind of of it all, and it's easy for people to get addicted to gambling. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that there are, like, silly bets with, like – you know, alma mater rivalries where like, oh, yeah. you know, Brady lost yeah. to Hoyer. He's got to wear his Michigan State jersey right. at a press conference. So, like, if they're doing that kind of stuff, That's it's not that much of a leap to think that they're going a little bit further yeah. for other games. It's on their mind. Mm. Yeah. Alabama-Georgia game. Oh. Like, I remember um, <laughs> there was a game when Drew it's was still big. here that, you know, th- at the end of the year, him and Lawyer always had the bet on the Apple Cup, Washington-Washington State. And the Patriots had just won a game, and it, it wasn't o- an overly uh, impressive performance. I forget the the actual game, but he had wow. a, he, he came out. This he came out and he said, "Well, you know, in in Washington State lost to Washington, and he had a you know he I think he had a Washington hat on, um, and he said, well, at least we covered the spread." And there was a reporter next to me from the Herald, Jim Jim Baker. Remember Jim Baker, Fred? Sure. Um, he like his ears perked up. He went ballistic. And he's like, "Polly, Polly, did did he just say that?" Like he thought they were talking about the Patriots game and the spread, and an NFL player was talking about the spreads, and that was a big thing. And I was like, "No, no, no, no." He you saved. They Drew. lost. You well, saved Drew yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that, that was that was my job. I got gotcha. you. That was my job. But yeah. just like the reaction to it was like, "Is he talking about spreads in the yeah. NFL?" Like, yep. huh? Yeah. I listen. It's it's the integrity of the game and you know even if you if you okay yeah the the league is cozying up to gambling it absolutely is but you're not going to help gamblers if they don't think that the league the games are on the up and up like you're not going to want to gamble on something that you think is fixed fixed. yeah you know right and that's the 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 part that they can't ever lose Right, you can't lose. Right, and this is why Steven, lose that the, trust. The Stephen Ross over. thing is far from over. I saw. Oh yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. That. and I people saw say, a lot of that. "Well, they're not going to do anything to him." We'll see. They now, should. They have if to, they find they, out. They have to get proof yeah, now. Right, and and probably more importantly, is someone else is probably going to have to find proof because I do not put it past the NFL to bury it. Right, but if 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 Brian Flores can get proof and make it public, much like he made it public with the lawsuit in the first place. Yep. Stephen Ross is going to be forced to sell his team. I, I think so, right? If they can I would, prove, I would if, think if, so, yeah. if Brian Flores can prove that they they, they asked him, to, they yeah. wanted him to intentionally lose games. I'm not talking tanking. I'm talking. I want you to intentionally lose. Yeah, right. that's you, you don't deserve to own a team. He's not going to be able to keep his team, and that was another one that was all over the place yesterday. Uh, were you, you guys aware this news? was uh, not not really? Um, but this was on Pro Football Talk this morning. Was just that NFL players can bet on sports other than NFL football. Um, I don't know if you guys were aware. Of oh, that. see, other I sports wasn't. can't. 
Yeah, it just says all NFL personnel other than players are further prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating bets on any Wait, other can you say that again? Wait, yeah, say that again. All NFL personnel other than players are further prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating bets on any other professional. See, now that makes no college. sense to me. Yeah. I can't yeah. bet right. on the NCAA, right. I can't bet on the NCAA tournament, yeah. but but they can. Yeah, yeah that but, doesn't but make Calvin sense. But Calvin Ridley can. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, and I know from talking to Lou. I mean, listening to Lou yesterday, Lou Malone, you played for the Red Sox. Um, they had a couple of different occasions where they got in trouble. Like they had a bracket pool up in the clubhouse. They got in trouble for March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had a they had to eliminate that stuff, so they can't bet on anything. Wow. In, in the Major League Baseball, hmm. unless the, unless that's hmm. changed with you know subsequent CBAs and whatnot. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. I think we. Set the table nicely. Uh, lots on there. So let's start off with uh, Bill in D.C. on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Bill? Hey, gents. I have a game for you right now. Oh, oh. excellent. Okay. Love it. So, and topical stuff, but this is just a fun thing real quick. Second best Patriots. So, you know, like maybe uh, Seymour is the greatest defensive lineman of all time. Who's the second greatest? Is it Julius Adams? That kind of thing. So I wanted to ask for... Defensive line for linebacker for secondary linebackers. Andre Tippett. Andre Tippett. Yeah. He's second best. Se- yeah, second, second best? best. Oh, second best. Second best linebacker for everything. Willie probably Steve Nelson. Second best linebacker. Second best defensive back. Second best. Defensive. Well, geez, I have to really think. Ty about Law that. would be second best defensive back behind Mike Haynes. Okay. Who's third? Gilmore. Gilly Lock. Well, we're not doing third. All right. Sorry. Yeah, but we're not doing that. Dang it. Uh, second best offensive lineman behind Hannah, Matt Light, Logan, <laughs> Logan Mankins. <laughs> no, Logan. Megan Mankins is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Logan. He, second best offense defensive lineman behind Seymour. Vince. Vince. Maybe. Wolfwork. That's yeah. not a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second best Kenneth linebacker Sims. behind Tippett. Oh no. Second, Willie. Yeah, I I would have gone Steve Nelson, but he had a lot of tackles, but a lot of interceptions. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I I didn't see him play as much. I I put Willie in that conversation. Yeah, I was I was always underwhelmed by Willie's play. Me too. Don Blackman. I was just gonna say Don Blackman, Paul. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. How about? Well, who's your best safety, McCurdy, or was it Rodney? Fred, Fred Marion. Fred Marion. Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put Rodney up there over McCordy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so then McCordy is your second, or Fred Marion is your second, right? I'm, yeah, maybe Fred. Who's Marion. your second best kicker behind Big Kick Nick? <laughs> well, I think Vinatieri is your Adam number Vinatieri? one. Adam Adam Gostowski. Adam Adam Gostowski. Those, yeah. those, are, those <laughs> are that'd the be best, a really right. powerful kicker. Those are the best two kickers. And what about Fred, wide yeah. receiver? Who's number one? Stanley Morgan. Stanley Morgan's number one. Yo, Randy Moss, man. Does he he gets into the conversation? Is he number two, or is Welker number two, or yeah. is Edelman number two? Right. Or? Yeah, that's a tough. How about one. running back? Sam Cunningham, Curtis, Curtis Martin, Curtis Martin, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. number Curtis one. Curtis Martin would be one, and I would say here's where you have to decide like, right like longevity. Tenure. Right. Like right. Is Corey Dillon right that season, or is Sam Cunningham? Mm. Yep. I'd probably say Sam Cunningham. Jim Nance. Yeah. Just yeah. given the longevity, I know Dylan set the record, but I would I would go with Sam Cunningham. 
That's kind of similar to Moss. With all right, good, good game. Yeah, very Bill. good game. Good game. One last one. Tight, okay, tight end. Tight oh, end. tight end. Well, Gronk, oh, Gronk number one. It's Gronk and Ben Coates. Yeah, yeah. I, I would make it argument oh, but for Russ, Russ Francis, Francis yeah. but, but I would probably say that Fred's got it right. Gronk, yeah. and, Gronk ben and, and Ben Coates. Yeah, Francis. I, I think if Francis had more drive, drive and focus, I think he could have been mm. maybe even better than Gronk. And were Francis's best years here or elsewhere? Here, here, here. here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was, he was bit, doing he was it when no one else was doing it. I know he was in. Was he in San Francisco? Yep. Yeah, they, yep. they won, that's right? where he won. Yeah, he won a title there, but. He was he was um, he was he amazing. was just a goofball. Yeah, yeah, like his a real average, goofball. Average per catch was off the. Not charts. that Gronk wasn't but, different, you know. different, no. different type of goofball. Different yeah. era too. Yeah. Funny setup. Thanks, Bill. Good, Fu- good one. Yeah. Funny setup Belichick had when he was out there with like the team. You ever see that footage where he like came after practice and there was a picture of him on the side and, and Bill was kind of I can't say it on the radio oh. how, he, how he used to describe him but oh. it's like this mf'er you had to deal with him like that kind of oh, thing. Oh, how about second best coach? Like, well, Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick. Oh. 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 <laughs> what? He looked up. Who said what? You know what? I could make the argument Parcells. for Chuck Fairbanks, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's why I so asked now the question. So now Bill's three. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, you. <laughs> shut up, you. Uh, Todd's in North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Doom. I prophesied doom for the team. Oh. Uh-oh. You and everybody else on Paul's stations. <laughs> now he's got multiple stations. Yes. I think it's going to be a step back because I think they're going to have to you know, rejigger things and figure stuff out and do a youth movement. Now, I do have a couple questions that are kind of related to that. So when Mayo came out last year and stated that he wanted the veteran linebackers because he could, you know, see if there were so much better tools and they knew what they were doing and positionally they'd be so much better, was that, was that his words or was he quoting the team's like the party line. What do you guys think? I don't know. That's a good question. I, uh-huh. I don't know if that's just his um, opinion. I mean, I, I remember hearing him say it. Um, and it sounded like his perspective on it. I mean, I, I don't I don't think that he was fed it, but, I mean, it's exactly what they would have said. And they it's agree. exactly what you would have. You know, it's, it's guys, you don't yeah. have to explain where to go. Maybe they're going to get there a little slower, but when they know where to go before, you know, it was that thing. But I think we all are at the point now where I'd rather have guys making mistakes fast than. And you wonder if that was a discussion. Was that a topic of yep. debate within, you know, the coaching? Yeah. And, also, and that's perfect, Fred, because now you led to my next point. Okay. Now, I was talking to some of my friends that are also Pats fans, and one of them came up with Is Bill coaching for the better of the team? Like, is the team first now, or is Bill coaching? to catch that that silly Shula and all these records and for himself because he's got so much of the team like the last year all the big expenditure and stuff was he trying to win now get his wins in so he can get it what, but, or is he looking to the future where where is his mind really I don't to, think we can tell right, I, I Todd, thought that was a good question clarify this for me this is what to get that record he's got to win a bunch of games so he's trying to like like I don't I don't separate Three between years, I think I, but like I mean, if you want to tell me like he's just going to half-ass it and win eight games a year for the next another ten years, one. yeah, another one, just just like, dropping I, profanity. I it, but I, I just I don't get like okay. Like, I, I'm going to help. I'm going to help Todd out, say? and I'm not necessarily thanks, Todd. I'm yeah. not necessarily saying I, I agree. Agree. You're going to give it to me. But I think what Todd is suggesting, and what others have suggested, is is it in the best interest of the team to go all in to win as many games as you can as fast as you can? Which is, I think, you can make an argument that he did last year. Yeah, but like if he's he, always been a 
it's a long term thing and a long term uh, and a short term thing. Yeah, and, you balance you know, the, the two. Best, we, we always do what's in the best interest of both I, for right. the team. You but, can make an argument that what they did last year was not in the best interest of the long term success of the team. But if he if his goal is to get that thing, he's got to win a bunch of games for three or four years, right? I think that's in the best interest of the, if you can not, do that. Not a bunch. Well, what like, like at they least did last, ten, like they did right? last year. Yeah, but 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 there's also even if you rip the bandaid off, there's no guarantee that like if you take your lumps which this is year, why, that you're not going to take. Which your is lumps why this I'm suge- I'm I'm not suggesting. I think you should try to win. Like uh, the the whole long term, short term thing is a bunch of nonsense. I think you get good personnel on your team. You try to win games, and then you try to do the best you can to sustain it. I don't make moves in in you know 2021 with an idea of. That's going to make me better in 2021, but in 2023, I'm not going to be as good. I think that's a fireable yeah. offense. I think every week, I'm every week, every year, you say, "How can we, how do we get better?" Right? How do we get every, better? This every year? year, your goal should be to improve. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, would I make a move and be all in every year? No, because there are years that you go into the season, you say, "That guy's not going to put us over the top. This guy's not going to make us." you know discernibly better so you don't maybe you don't do something like that like in other words you don't trade two first round picks last year for von miller at the trade deadline the way you know the the Rams spent draft capital on von miller i think it was like a second and a third or something like that i wouldn't have done that if i were the patriots yeah but at the same time i don't look at the you know all of these moves being sort of mutually exclusive like I, I, I'm trying to get better. They made some free agent moves last year to get better. Yeah, you could make an argument that it didn't make them better in the long term, which is the knock against building a team through free agency is the contracts come due and you take a step back. And I think that that probably will happen. But they were in such a bad spot roster-wise that they almost had to do something drastic like that just to get back to respectability. Mm-hmm. And now you figure out which ones work, which ones don't. I, I have Bill, so he's going to be able to coach them better than most guys. And that's how you go about your rebuilding plan. You figure out what you're going to do moving forward. I don't, I, I'm with Mike. I don't look at his quest to overtake Shula yeah. as being ne- necessarily a negative thing in any way. Uh, Rashad's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, first, uh, well, before before uh, I ask my question, I wanted to say I definitely appreciate y'all. Y'all are the OGs of the Patriots, <laughs> like the Patriot Nation. Y'all, Agreed. y'all keep me, y'all like all the stuff that I didn't know, like that's like in like the early '90s and '80s and stuff. And when y'all be spitting those facts and stuff, I be loving it because it just be new Patriot, you know, stuff that I need to know. And I definitely wanted to tell y'all I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. One of the benefits of but, being old. Uh, so uh, last week, the um, all the um, draft combine stuff. After watching this stuff, and then like all the news coming out with the Patriots, maybe looking for a wide receiver, like the trademark and stuff like that. Um, I looked at, I targeted five players, and if we don't get these players, then I really think we should just trade down. Devin Lloyd, Andrew Booth. I know he might not be there, Jordan Davis, um, the corner, uh, Kair, Aline, yeah. and Chris Olave, hopefully. But Jordan Davis, I, I wasn't sold on him after the combine. I'm like, we definitely should get somebody like that. That like, You just need that type of explosiveness off the D-line. Maybe somebody who can actually tackle Josh Allen. 
Well, he's a big boy. I mean, he ran really well. I, I mean, I, I Jordan Davis. Yeah, I yeah. think he'll probably go. Um, you top know, ten, top top twenty, uh, top ten, fifteen. Yeah, in there. Um, I, I like your list, though. I, I'm not as I'm not as stoked on Olave as a lot of people are. Um, I, I mean, I think he's super smooth and athletic, but um, I do, I do like Olave a lot. I I I I've definitely gotten a crush on Traylon Burks a, a little bit more, but um, you know the other uh, the other guy is Trevon Walker for me. I, I really think he is. Uh, I don't know him. Georgia defensive yeah, end. Uh, from, oh, from okay. That's, that, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think like that's kind <laughs> of that theme of yeah. like Georgia, but. That that the more I see of that guy, I mean, and I and he blew up the combine too. I mean, I don't think he'll be there. And but Bill definitely loves his Georgia and Alabama players. Yeah, yeah I, it's I, amazing. And what did they do? Like yeah, they got Alabama players. Yeah. Just keep the national collection. <laughs> <laughs> but Georgia stacked. I, I'm also surprised in Cincinnati. I mean, all the yeah. de- all well, the they were defensive good players. It's like holy crap, they got a lot of guys from Cincinnati. Sauce. Aren't they like top four all year? Yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, now it makes sense. You realize their yeah. their whole defense. And one more up. thing on on the Patriots, I guess on the wide receiver front, it was a lot of Amari Cooper rumors. I, I mean, I know I know it's not likely that they get him because he probably costs a lot. And then even on the weekend, they was talking about uh, Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, hard I pass, by the way, on Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I'll, I'll take Amari Cooper. Yeah. But hard pass on. So you don't like Robbie older. Yeah, I would take I would take Amari. He, he's the per, he would be a perfect number one X type wide receiver. Just just somebody who Gotta can pay him, really take the pressure off everybody else. Yeah. All right. Thanks for shot. Appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. Let's go to the island of Manhattan where Tim is. Hey Tim, is that overseas? <laughs> <laughs> Over river. The Isle hey, of Malta. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, long time listener, first time caller, all that. Love nice. the show. Uh, Chris, what are you guys? Nice. And uh, I have a little um, hunting talk I want to get into today. All right. Oh. Uh, we're going to leave the room and Eric uh, will take uh, over. Uh, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> so I, I have a small correction before I go into some trivia on hunting here. Small correction for something Paul said last week. We were talking about punting and the uh, Matt Ariza guy. And Paul, as he is wont to do, sort of under his breath, that's said, uh, no, that's wont with an O, thank you so much. Yep. He said, punters don't win games. They don't. Well, Not this I'm guy. i tell you that. Matt Ariza, this guy, I actually grew up playing soccer with him. And we were up against the state champs. And we had no business playing that game. But we won on a last-second goal by none other than Matt so he won a game. Uh, a last, a last second what? Yeah. Soccer goal. Yeah. Goal. He played soccer with them. It's a yeah. joke. I, I thought. I thought he said field goal. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's cool. Um, you know him though. People yeah. were all over him. You know, talking to people around Indianapolis yes, last week as you were doing. I, but it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Crazy. <laughs> I was in my office and I heard all the same stuff. <laughs> but like a left-footed punter, I, I I never heard a pumper punter pumped up like like this guy it's embarrassing oh, yeah. he, it's 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 black. utterly embarrassing he's always had a cannon for a leg so fourth rounder we got him and th- the thing about punters is if you use him you failed true <laughs> you know yeah, right, right. <laughs> unless he's going out there to hold for a field goal right. or an extra right. point right. And, and 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 it got you know the the fan the, the the flames were fanned even more by Mike Reese's notes over the weekend, which indicated that because Bailey was a Pro Bowler, his you got to pay right. You're out. Yes, you got to like pay him now. He's making like three and a half yeah. million dollars. Like he's making nothing. You like, played too good. You're yeah. too good. They got to get rid of him. They got to get a new guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> they too good. Oh man. 
I have a job like, like that. We're gonna dra- <laughs> we drafted a punter who became a pro bowler, and we want to replace now him with, by drafting another punter. Yeah. And this makes sense to people. <laughs> so instead of paying like $3.8 million for a punter, you can pay eight hundred grand. Like, this makes sense to people. They don't deserve to have won six titles. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's left because left-footed. You, can just, you can just have a quarterback do it. And uh, that kind of leads into... Or as Fred said, you know, you could get a first down and not need them at all. Mm. That's also a good option. Yes, good option. (laughs) So what's your your trivia question? Do you know what the longest non-punter punt of all time is? I'll give you an... Yes, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham, 99 yards. I remember that. Right person, wrong yardage. 93. Right person, 91. 91. 91. 91. Okay. 91 yards. And he made the call to his coach to say, hey, I got this. I'll punt it from the two-yard line. Mm. I was really good at it in college. He was. And then he punted it for 91 yards. Wow. He was, I think he was, he was, I don't know if he won the Ray Guy Award, but he was. to the wind, too. He was, uh, he was an excellent, maybe an All-American punter. Yeah. What was the, um, what was the, how, how long was it in the air versus rolling? Oh. Oh, I don't remember. A lot of rolling. It rolled a lot of rolling. But even like a fifty-yard well punt is, you know, from the two-yard yeah. line. That's you know, he was capable. You don't have a lot of time to do. No, that. but like Randall Cunningham was a legit punter in college too. Yeah. So he he could have hit. It's like Danny you know. White. Yeah, Danny White was a legit punter too. Yeah. He was a legit. Hey, punter thanks, in the Tim. NFL. Don't yeah. be a stranger. Yeah. Well, he'll come um, back once we draft. Speed writes right. in. <laughs> he says uh, Fred's new answer to any coach or player being able to do anything well. It's football. The master class continues. I love it. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's football. We've spent the last 25 years right, of our right, lives right. dissecting every little right. detail. You just need one yeah. oh, yeah, You need just one get guy. out there and play. Yeah, just tell them what to do. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, Food we here. come back, a lot of emails coming in here on Patriots Unfiltered. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. 
just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out. 
to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. I had to stop at that uh, Shell station down next to Luciano's on Route 1, Fred. Yeah. Filling up for gas, so I go in to pay the, the cashier, this woman who's been hey, there you can forever. Pay the pump, you know, now. I know, I like to go in and pay prepay. I like that Why? better. Cash? I just like it better. Oh, oh come on. Don't get me on it. Don't get Why would on you that. do that? Just Cash? stop it. Stop it. Why do you like no, it better? No, I get the card, the credit card. It's just 20 bucks on or fill it up. No, I, I usually put in a certain amount. You can do that at the pump. 
I know you can, Jerry Seinfeld, from the commercial that he did back in the day when he used to remember he did that. Oh, 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 and he pulled the credit card. Why out. would you, well, apparently you don't all remember. the way in there? All the way. It's not card. like you're walking 15 like, miles to go to Philip. I can understand if you didn't have a credit card, all you had was cash. Right, because then you got that. I can understand. Anyway, oh. so I go into the store. This to, makes no sense. Anyway, I go uh, into the store. This bothers me. <laughs> well, stop it. Um, let me finish the story. Why would you go in? Oh, it's just such a hassle. It's not a hassle. You're the laziest no, person I've not, ever it, known. They, they did this at the. Prom- I'm walking ten steps to why walk they, into the door so I can pay for why the cashier do you think inside. They all have this. It's, such, it's for our convenience. Have you ever seen the signs on there that a lot of places say? Pre, uh, go inside and pre-pay before you pump. Yeah. A lot of places won't let you do that thing at the pump. You know. Where the hell do you live in Arkansas? <laughs> That's another great moment from Patriots Unfiltered. All right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered. I just noticed our friends from Arkansas. We love Arkansas. <laughs> that um, you know, Eric is not unlike the rest of us. That every once in a while he lapses into a uh, a local. Dialect of, yeah, it uh, happens once accent. in a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking, I'm walking, walking ten in. miles here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I never like, got. Whoa. You never got to your original story. Like I, I never remember like, what like, it was. Like, <laughs> like Fred captured that one little detail, and then it was like right, he hijacked blood in the water. Blood, blood in the water. He was like, <laughs> he wait, 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 wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop the show. Like, I think it was. I think it was something whatchamacallit related. But it's like Paul going grocery shopping at a Seven Eleven. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I agree. I would never go grocery shopping in a 7-Eleven. Anyway, uh, did you happen to see the uh, studio thing of the TNT NBA stuff that was on making the rounds on Twitter? Oh. Uh, Shaq so. oh. was talking about trying putting to, 20 in it when uh, it gets to half. You know, with the, the gas prices. Kenny Smith <clears throat> was complaining about paying 80 bucks to fill up his tank. Right. Shaq says, no, 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 just let it get half get to halfway and then just right. put 20 bucks in. Right. And Kenny's trying to explain to him that, yeah. first of all, half of 80 is 40. Right. He couldn't figure that out. Second, if I have to go four times, right. it, that's still the $80. Right. If Instead of two, instead it still of, comes out the same. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Like, like Shaq just couldn't figure it out. Right. And the whole time, Barkley was silent because he was peeing himself laughing. Yeah. Like it was unlike anything I've ever seen. And I legitimately, to this day... To this moment, don't think Shaq understood the flaw in now. The only just put twenty dollars in every time. The only time you, you spend twenty dollars. The only worth time of gas. that would make sense is if you knew the next day. Oh yeah, they were going to lower prices drastically. Then you do just what you need right. to get to the next day. Yeah, but otherwise, he's, yeah, it's insane. What it was saying. my understanding that there and would I'll be bet no you math. he walked in to pay too. Uh, yeah, well, maybe he did. Um, all right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline, web radio at patriots.com. Uh, a lot of subjects on the table today. Uh, the phones are lit up. Let's go to Willem and Philem. What's up, William? Gentlemen, how y'all doing? We're doing good. Okay. Uh, is Mike in today? Yo. He is. He's here. He's back from uh, Indy. Okay. Um, but this is for this is for all the gentlemen. I'm just going on a little rant. What in God's name is going on with our team, gentlemen? I mean, now we have no corners really. Other and I mean, we gave us we gave up Gilmore for a six round pick. We get nothing for J.C. Jackson. I mean, the coaching staff. I'm not. I'm just oh, not okay. Happy right now. I mean, are y'all worried about this team just as much as I am? <laughs> I think there's a. I think there's reason for you to be concerned that they could take a step back this year. Oh, I am, Eric. Oh, they take a lot of steps. They took four steps back. Yeah, I, I'm reserving judgment to see what they actually do. 
Like, sure. I see. I don't like some of the things that have happened so far, but I'm not. Right. I'm also not going to sit there and say, "Well, this is the finished product." Like they, they're going to have yeah. an off season, sure. and then when that unfolds, I'll sort of assess it and say, "Yeah, I don't. I think they lost uh, more no, than they." I'll they tell get. you around week twelve. Yeah, That's thanks. <laughs> okay, well, I don't. Way to go out on a limb I'm, there. He won't though. He'll I'm just really, say, "No, I'm this is a great job. It's one of his best coaching jobs ever." <laughs> They're I'm, 0 twelve. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Eldridge on this one. <laughs> like, coach I don't trust him as far as the GM. And uh, where's Robert Kraft and all this? Probably like, upstairs. I mean, hmm. why is he not saying nothing? Like, I, I, you know, I just think he should. His voice should be put into this a little bit. I mean, we <laughs> since Tom walked out the door, you know, and and, and you know, eight our players opted out and stuff, and and like we won this 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 free agency spree, and then we. Take a step going forward and take a step back. Some of the groceries was wrong. Some of them were right. It's just, okay. It just seemed like it's just a mess right now. Uh, and, you know, it's come just, on. A, a police. It's not a mess. No, it's not that bad, Will. It's not a mess. I, I do okay. think that I'm there's a chance. Be, I'm, just, I'm just a little worried. Let it out. No, yeah. I, I think there's a chance that there's going to be a, a, a bit of a step back. But you do have a, a second-year quarterback that a lot of people are, are, are excited about. And I agree. I am. Yeah, I agree. And, and there are other pieces in place that I think have the potential, you know, Christian Barmore, right. Kyle Duggar, um, Stevenson, you know, who, yep. who know, yeah, Ramondre yep. Stevenson, who knows about maybe some others like Josh Uche right. and, and how they, there are some pieces and, in place and, and the guys that, that you signed. should be able to build with. Kendrick Bourne but, and Hunter oh, Henry and, yeah, you know. Not, not as excited but, oh, there. Okay. Okay, but Paul. I mean, they're going to be, t- they're going to be on the team for like another year. <laughs> like, maybe, I, I'm looking Paul, down the road. Right, but Paul, but won't he start, all right, on the defense side, why don't he start Josh Uche? Uh, he's gonna. Uh, he's uh, gonna now. He's gonna have to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This okay. is this is my uh, point. I like. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a mess. Is it concerning? Right. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong to be concerned. I think there are some things that have me concerned. You too. get two former head coaches on your coaching staff. That's everything, a big, everything's that's a big fine. part of my concern. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's what's. I mean. Right. That's my concern. Like the J.C. Jackson thing, I've seen coming for two years. So two guys who their career record win total you could combine as head coaches, and they wouldn't equal the Patriots' win right. total of last They've year. They've been through the fire. Yeah, they've been through the fire. But why, why didn't they take care of J.C. Jackson and Gilmore last season so we wouldn't have to go through well, the, this? Now? You know what I'm saying? The Gilmore one is huge. Okay. They got nothing for Gilmore. <clears throat> Should have traded him, like Mike said earlier in the show, in 2020. Right. I agree. Coming off the uh, could have potentially trade gotten deadline. A, trade deadline could have potentially gotten a high pick for him. Mm-hmm. Instead, you let him walk for virtually nothing, and now you're going to get a, probably a comp third round pick, which is really a fourth round pick for JC Jackson in 2023. Jeez. And that's only if you don't sign anybody. If you sign someone of comparable value, then you're not even going to get that. I don't think they will. Right. All right, gentlemen. All right, thanks, William. It's not as bad as it, it seems. I promise. Sean's in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hey, uh, Fred, I got four things. Uh, well, four besides things. potentially not, yeah, this, I'll, I'll say them quick and then you can comment. Okay. Besides potentially not finding a trading partner, what else would be the downside of not tagging J.C. Jackson today? Um, also, releasing Carl Van Noy gives the pets. Well, can we do one at one at a time? Because I'll forget. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say that is the big, the big fear of sign. You know, you, you're tagging them to trade them, and not being able to trade them. Right. That, and that, now, I mean, and now you got to pay them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's nothing else though. Huh? That's that's really. And that's hard well, money. No. I mean, the, the other part yeah. would be you have to pay them seventeen point three million. Well, technically, yeah, yeah, they, they could 
yeah. they could rescind the tag at, if they don't find a trading partner. No, they, but oh if yeah. he if he signs it, it's guaranteed. Can't rescind it then. No, but I mean like if if right. if that's they, the fear. No, but like I, he's asking about the fears. Yes, and I'm saying like they could they could assign him the tag. He doesn't sign it yet, but like so they don't find a trading partner, and then they can just say okay. We'll rescind the tag. Just but, kidding. But what if they... One, once he signs it, then yes. Now correct. You're, now you're screwed. And if you're J.C. Jackson, what if they, yeah. they give him... I mean, they have till 4 o'clock, right? Yes. Yep. So we're talking about another two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Not long. And he signs yeah. it at 4.01. Like, mm. then yeah. what? Right. Now you're, now you're We traded trouble. him at four fifty. My guess is <laughs> my guess is Indy was to find out if there was a trading partner out there. Probably. Yeah. From what I, I heard... What were you hearing out there, From Deuce, what I heard, yeah. I didn't hear anything. Deuce, you were in Indy. <laughs> what are you hearing? Yeah. Okay. What's number two, Sean? Okay, uh, releasing Carl Van Oy gives the uh, Pat some money to sign players, but what else should they do? Maybe restructure Aguilar and Godshaw? Anything else you think? Uh, oh, there's probably a, like, a lot of things. A dozen things yeah, there's that a they're lot. thinking of. Miguel's laid yeah. them out. I mean, I, maybe Shaq Mason mm. extension rework or Jonathan yeah. Jones. Jake Bailey. Jake know, Bailey. Number. Too much. Cut him. You, made, you, know, you, made, you done did it now, Aaron. You made the Pro Bowl. 3.8. <laughs> now you're getting mean, cut. Don't do that. Jake Bailey. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can maneuver uh, – the cap. Okay. I think, I think uh, it, you know, and yet another example, uh, reportedly the Green Bay Packers have signed Aaron Rodgers to a four-year, $200 million contract, which includes $153 million of guaranteed money, and have lowered his cap number in the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really miserable. <laughs> yeah, so for my, my pick for the second best Patriots linebacker of all time would be Nick Bonacani. Okay. Never saw him play. Uh, yeah, yeah, I never really saw him I, play. I, he, he had his best years with Miami. I don't know. I he mean, was he was good. He was good, but I, I mean, he has his number retired here, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> wow, open up a can of worms. The Sullivan's, the Sullivan's didn't have the money. That was a problem. They shouldn't have owned a team, right? But, um, yeah. The, the next, the last thing, Mike. I don't know if you still watch Darren Live, but there was in May there was this hilarious parody of the the Last Dance documentary with. Keegan Michael yeah, Key, and yeah, it, it really yeah. comments on, on, yeah, on the competitive nature of being the goat. Like that's Jordan, but it could apply to Brady or Gretzky, Pele, maybe Pete Rose. I don't know. Pete Rose, yeah. Well, just someone who's addictive to competition, yeah. addicted to competition, annoying exactly. about it, addicted to the the you know yep. the action. Yep, you know. Yeah. You just the beat action. me in, in rock, paper, scissors, and I'm, like, kind of right. mad about right. it. The action is the juice. Isn't <laughs> that, that the hearty line? The, yep. the is, action is the juice. Yeah. And your final point, Sean. No, I think no, we're that, only that on, was oh, that we're four. Only on, we're only on three. Yeah. No, I, I did four. Oh, okay. Okay. that was All four. Right. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Great. Thanks, right, Sean. I appreciate right, the call. Right. Good stuff. Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, guys? Freddie, before I get to my... My point, I got to apologize for my call last Thursday. I know it sounded like I was in a construction zone, but I moved one place to get because it was noisy and turned out it was noisier where I walked. So I apologize. Uh, I wanted to ask Mike, um, Mike, what don't you like about Chris Olave? Because to me, like Traylon Burks is big and seemingly fast, but I know like his, his 40 time, which I don't really put that much stock into wasn't that great but to me like Olave seems like the kind of receiver that could play anywhere like any you can line him up anywhere and he's he, he seems to be yeah. great at all three levels of the field and, too yeah and I don't I don't dislike him I mean I think he's smooth and fun to watch I just think he's a little bit less physical a little smaller little guy more slight it's not gonna be there it's than some of those guys he, he might be. He might yeah. be I'll I'll cross him guy. off the list now but, I don't know guy cross him off the list I, he ran a 4-3 it's, <laughs> it's interesting 
<laughs> Everybody ran a four three. Uh, it's in, it was interesting before the combine looking at him and Garrett Wilson and the comps between that and Garrett Wilson. You know, people were asking him before the combine. People thought Garrett Wilson was going to run like a four five five, and they asked him about it at the combine. He's like, "We'll see." And then he ran faster than Olave did. Um, so he's just a little bit more tough, just a little bit more in my wheelhouse. I mean, nothing against Olave, but I don't know. I just I think overall you want. I, I like guys who are a little bit thicker. Burks, I wasn't in on it first. These um, guys are laughing. <laughs> I don't even realize I'm doing it. Um, but Burks, I think once I once I got a look at him and and you know heard him talk and you know just to see what kind of guy he was, he just you know checked a lot of boxes. Big guy, um, you know, but does a bunch of different things, and they line him up all over the place. And um, but Patty, you're right. And like there is a concern. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking. You know, like the. The numbers, the combine numbers were very similar to Harry's. And I think people look at him yeah, as yep. a bigger guy, bigger athlete, yep. and they, they worry about I think Harry's Traylon. numbers I, I, were better. I think Harry's numbers were but better. But I think Traylon Burks on tape looks like a much yes, better athlete absolutely. to me than That's, Nikhil Harry did at Arizona State. But yep. I'm I, I've, said this, a mil- I've said this a million times. Uh, like, that's not what I uh, – I, I have a hard time taking the college guys and saying, that guy can do this in the pros. Like, that's why it's not an easy thing to do. I think there are guys that do it for a living, and they identify these little skill sets that separate others. And maybe Traylon Burks has some something that Nikhil Harry doesn't. He looks to me to be a, be, a like a different kind of athlete. I agree with you. He's a little bit yep. like uh, – it, it sounds stupid, but like a little bit looser. Yep. Like he doesn't look yep. like this tight, wound like, – yeah. to me, Harry looks like he has no flexibility. Yeah. And believe me, and like you know, you know sometimes you read the, the draft profiles and they say tight skinned athlete, mm-hmm. like that's what Harry, I mean. Harry's a specimen. He is. I mean, he he, but he looks like he has no flexibility. Yep. Like he wouldn't be good with with TB twelve. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> drink a lot of water. Yeah. All right, For Patty. Worth too. I mean, he oh. he played in a better, much better conference. Real quick, Freddie. Um, yeah. Did you guys? That's true. Did too. you see this? There's this video of um, a guy doing a Bill Belichick Im- impression. It's like a little YouTube snippet, and one of his scouts come up to him and says, "Hey, Bill, I found this this wide receiver. He runs a four one two five forty. He's like, no, too fast. He's like, but what do you mean too fast? He's like, yeah, too fast. Anything <laughs> under four or, or anything under four point five is not good. I I tell you, the line that came to me watching the thing was like, you'd have to I didn't try see that. You'd have to try not to draft someone fast this year. Like you just, it, no matter who you take, you're probably getting a fast That's guy. Getting, I don't underestimate their Slade, ability to do it. Dude. Slade Bolden. <laughs> Slade don't underestimate Bolden. them. Where's Neil? Neil, uh, <laughs> Steven, South Carolina says, Deuce, I love your takes Deuce. and the effort you make. It is noticeable that you love football and your info is appreciated. I would love to see you push back on Paul once in a while. Please fight him he does. from time to time so he doesn't become a hot take tyrant as he is wont to do. Wow, yeah, we were right, fighting right. earlier in the show. Yeah. So no, two fights a strong word. Fights a strong Eric, you've probably heard of. Well, as much as he can fight with a smile on his face, <laughs> Eric, he's, a, right. he's a well He's a good-natured yeah. guy. Eric, you've, you've probably heard of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yes, when yeah. you, yeah, that's what Deuce has. Right, yeah. he does. He's, right, he's been right. taken ca- captive by <laughs> right. by Paul. When you listen to Paul so much, and then you just like, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. what I believe right. anymore. I'm just floating. Yes, through. you're right, Paul. You're right. And, and just uh, you know. To set the record straight, when when Deuce had that thing about reading between the lines a little bit with with Macro, yeah. uh, I was busting his balls on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily disputing right. his right. his take. I have a differing opinion, but I was just busting balls there. Yeah. It's the it's the thing about the the high end of the market, you know, the top of the market contracts for Trent Brown that I would say I'm like highly not, oh, yeah. not interested in. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. 
not to agree with you again, Paul, but uh-huh. I'm with you. But I think, you know, what's funny is like before I started this job, like in listening before to you guys. Before I beat you down. No, I, no, but I always, I, I always thought Paul has good takes. I mean, I feel the same way about Andy. I mean, I think that they're not stupid. They're well thought out and they're not designed just to get reactions. They're good takes that make you think and make you respond. And I, you know, I, I and I, and I disagree, think but I'm not an argue. Like, Paul's takes a, are see, based I, on, on grudges and battles no, he's had that no, are but generations <laughs> old. Right. Well, that is true. That is absolutely true. I, I argue for a living. I, I, it's sport. I argue yeah. for sport. Right. But w- one of the things that, uh, like, I don't want to just sit here and say, like, you know, what makes us great? Like, <laughs> I think the difference between our show and a lot of shows is I'm not afraid to tell you when I when I screw it up. Like, I, I, I didn't have this, like, visceral hatred for Nikhil Harry when they drafted him. I didn't. I thought he, I thought he would be a good player. Like, I, I wasn't li- – he wasn't my favorite wide receiver coming out. But I didn't tell you that he was going to be a stiff. The night they drafted him, I wasn't arguing with Fred, telling you this is a horrible pick. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You know? Yeah. And at the same time, we have a lot of different – Richard Seymour – I wanted David Terrell. Like, yep. is there a bigger example of someone admitting that they were wrong? Like, I wanted a guy who never did anything in the NFL over a guy who just got elected to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how much more forthright I can be. You weren't with. alone with on that one, though. I didn't want Hightower. No, no but my point being is a lot of guys would just say, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, he was – he rode the coattails. He was just like he 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 got p- yeah. pumped up because he was on all those teams that won all those games because of Belichick and Brady. Like, yeah, I could sit there and make all kinds of excuses as to why I got it wrong, but the bottom line is I got it wrong. And other guys don't. I don't think a lot of other guys do that. Uh, Gene in Ottawa says, "I hope this email finds you well. I hope you French. filled your your cars before going into the studio. Gas <laughs> is going to go through the ceiling." Uh, with regards to gambling, I think any NFL player who gambles on NFL games is doing the equivalent of insider trading. It's wrong, and the suspension should be a career ban from playing the game or having any affiliation with the league and its teams. That's a good analogy. It's insider, insider trading. trading. Yeah, that's a good and that's well, a really good analogy. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what else he can say. Uh, Eldred heard his name used, and so he <laughs> jumped on the phone. What's up, Eldred? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Good. Uh, I'm doing pretty oh. good. Fred, every time I hear that take with you and Eric about the gas card, <laughs> yeah. I laugh. <laughs> that was funny. So do we. That was a good Eric, one. You know why I'm with you on that, Eric? You know why I'm with you on that one? Why is that? Because if you pay attention, they take $150 out off your card once you get $30. That's every gas station now. What? They do that. They take $150, hold 150 for a while, and then they... You know, let it go from there. Do you mean you it, pay it, more? You, you pay up? more for gas oh. if you pay with a credit card. No, he's saying they do a like hold, a temporary authorization. They do a hold. They put a hold on, on, on your on your card. They do a hold. I don't know what card you're using. Okay, they don't do it on my first. Card. They don't do that on my card. Second, Eric uses well, a card, do, do so they do. Here. They do the hold anyway. <laughs> he just wants the hold in the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but like I said, you know, if I pay thirty dollars, you don't hold thirty dollars. You can hold one hundred eighty. You're a truck driver. When's the last time you paid thirty dollars for a tank of gas? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is my car. There's oh, the truck. Yeah, I uh, paid company pay for the truck. Today. I ain't got nothing to pay for the truck. Yeah. Company pay for that. Yeah. No, I don't care what they hold on them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a hold. I don't have a hold. Like, I don't yeah. have a hold. And I, and I check balances a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know I if you know this, but I have credit card problems. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. 
I'm in debt. Well, they do that. Level. They do that down here, down south. Yeah. They might not do it where y'all at, but they do it down. No, here. what they do up here, in like the gas station you go to. Like if you put, if you if I go in and I say I want, you know, sixty dollars worth of gas, and yeah. I only and it only fills to like fifty seven thirty five. I don't get charged for the sixty. I get charged for what I actually pumped, which was yeah, fifty-seven thirty-five. Yeah. Right, but that yeah, that's yeah, but that that doesn't post until like maybe two days later. They don't put a hold exactly. on my card though. Like I can still use the card for other things. Well, but it's not a hold on the inside, card. It's a hundred and fifty dollar hold. Oh, they automatically well, do it no matter what you pay yeah. prepaid. Yeah. Oh yeah, they don't do that here. That doesn't happen. That, that doesn't happen up here. They do yeah. that here. Oh really? They do that here. That's because you're I shady. Wow. I tell you what. Next time I take a picture. And put it on the Facebook page and show it to you. you got it. Oh, don't so, do, so don't do that. Uh, Elton, don't, no, do no, that. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't put a I'm credit card. Take, take no money, <laughs> but, but they, got the, they got the sticker on the pump. Don't. Tell me they put a $150 hole. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Just, yeah, send it's us your credit pump. card statement. Yeah. Eldred, I have to take... Why don't you just send us the card itself? <laughs> that... That we'll might, get, we'll uh, get lunch. Pizza that time. That must be a Southern thing, because I've never seen that. Yeah, it's never happened up here. I took a picture once yeah, and sent it to these guys, Eldred, where it said there was an, actually a sign on the pump that said, please pay inside first. Mm-hmm. And you're like, see? <laughs> I was like, you yeah, see? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but getting back to football, Deuce, yeah. I like Alave, yeah. but I'm but him, William, yeah. or or Dotson, I'd be happy with. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul, like I said, I was the only one to call that on Harry the first day. You so, did. Y'all, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, but... Uh, but uh, but Paul, on our bet, if Dotson, Williams, and Wichita go everywhere else before we get there in Olave and we pick somebody, I don't think nobody else going to do better than them in the first day because those guys going to go around out. Well, I don't know what team they go to, though. Those guys going to round out. And I, I never heard about Cooper because he's still on the contract with Dallas. I don't know how the devil No, they yeah, released him. Evidently, they're going to release him. Yeah. They haven't they're yet. They're going to release him? Yeah, I guess he's due a huge roster bonus next week. Yeah, he is about fifteen million. Yeah, so the word is that they're going to release him. Well, he ain't gonna play unless he get his fifteen million. I don't think. <laughs> right. Well, that's why. I mean, too, but yeah, mm-hmm. someone. I think someone called earlier and said that they didn't see him coming here because of that. He'd be yeah. too expensive, and I yeah, would agree. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, because because he wanted. He's a good receiver, and he's going to want his money. And I can't believe Dallas let them go though, with him and Lamb and. Uh, Wilson I guess, and I guess they're they trying. They're trying to get Gallup re-signed. I, I think Michael Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. Yeah, they will. he's a free agent. A Gallup. Yeah, yeah, that too. All yeah. right. Well, you All right. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, okay. Aldrin. All right, bud. All right. Drive safe. Uh, Dan in uh, Virginia and Michigan says, uh, "Was Deuce the teacher for the class that you all took about not gambling? Given his pick results for last season, <laughs> Deuce wow. would be an expert on how not to gamble." Wow. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Yeah, <laughs> boom. I so I showed Paul the, Warren Sharp. You know who does Sharp uh, football? What do the Sharps stats. know? Yes. So he posted that video from TNT, and he said, "Shack with a gasoline hack that will save you money." So I was befuddled for the last like day because I'm like, "This doesn't make any sense to me." And now after our conversation, I'm questioning all of Sharp Football, the whole, the whole website. <laughs> oh, I assume that, that he's making a joke. <laughs> I hope yeah, so. Uh, yeah. But he's got to be the most humor, one of the most humorless guys in, in football on the internet. I mean, oh I, really? I, I, I don't oh, yeah. know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, t- I took it as serious, but um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't see how that works. Uh, Brendan writes in from Port Macquarie. Oh, in mm-hmm. Australia, mate. Yeah. Wow. Good. Port Macquarie, probably something more something like that. A uh, quick hypothetical: If Brady contacted the Patriots and is keen to play for one more year, what is the maximum value contract you'd be willing to give him and to the Bucks 
to have him back, assuming that all the offensive players return, and would you do it? What did Rodgers just get? $40 million? <laughs> $200 million. Guaranteed 153 I would give him $40 million a year. i just give him a thank you for your service. Yeah, I know you wouldn't want him back under any circumstances. <laughs> yeah. I get would you do it? Paul, would you? I mean, if you just asked me, what would be the maximum guy? I would give him forty million. He's asking you, would you do it? Would you want him back? Absolutely. Okay. Would Don't I want to win? But are you going to win two years this down the year road? with what's around him? I mean, he says, is, assuming everybody that's yeah, here is, is still like, there, you're it's not there. adding right. Devontae Adams or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's this. Yeah, team. I'll take my shot. They it, won ten <laughs> last year with a rookie. My guess is they could win thirteen with Brady. I just I'd have to think about I it. Know, I, I know. I know. Because you talk about, you know, okay, what does that do to Whoa. the long-term advancement exactly. of Whoa. the team? Yeah. You know, Whoa. it's going to be what a one-year thing. You got news? Not for us, but big breaking news right now. Oh, what Adam is it? Adam Schefter. Blockbuster. After weeks of negotiations and one of the largest trades in NFL history, the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos have agreed Russell to terms Wilson. for a deal involving Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson. The wow. Broncos? Wow. Wow. Trade is pending a physical... And Wilson's approval. now. I definitely so, want to give forty million to Brady wow. because otherwise, I ain't making the playoffs. So that tells me that they were kind of thinking about Aaron Rodgers. Of course they yeah. were. And then yeah, this yeah. is done, and yeah, now yeah, boom. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I hear like Washington was offering multiple first rounders for Wilson, and they and he turned it down. Wow. I saw that the other day. Well, the AFC. But Whew. yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Yeah. It also sounds like Mike Williams is signing an extension with the Chargers. And, and what are they God, giving? What is? Uh, it did not say <coughs> compensation yet. Uh, let's see what this next one says. Uh, oh, Denver acquiring Russell Wilson has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, right. George Patton Liar. initiated trade exactly. talks with Seattle for Wilson at least at least two weeks ago. At yeah, least. at least. At least. I, and I'm sure they did the same thing with Ryan. <laughs> I mean, they don't want yeah. Wilson to think he's the second fiddle. Right. right they want right. him to think that he's our first choice. Wow. But that's interesting. I, th- I think that's the end of the Broncos. They Bad move. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Mortgaging their future. <laughs> I'm just thinking of how high Russell Wilson's going to throw that ball in yeah. Denver. Like, it, it already is just like a move. Remember those old Nike commercials defense? where the quarterback used to throw the football out of the stadium? Right. That's like, what that's it's going to be. Massive haul, including multiple first-round picks. Wow. Plus additional picks and players. Wow. What, what happened to John Elway? What do you mean? Like, he was like, asked he's to got hand problems. He's got I know he's got the hand problems. I've seen that commercial. But, like, w- I didn't He really got kind of bumped upstairs or bumped aside over in Denver. Yeah. yeah. When, did that ha- when did that actually happen? It was, like, two like, years ago. Was it that after long Peyton ago? retired and they realized that, that he couldn't he didn't know put, what he was put doing it together after, maybe? He was a great quarterback. He just could never find a great quarterback other than, dra- you know, getting Peyton. Yeah. Because they've had a lot of quarterbacks go there through his, for the last, oh, what, yeah. 10, Trevor Simeon. Who's the guy there now? I, but lots of the quarterbacks have gone there. Not worked out. Well. <coughs> but Russell Wilson, that's that's huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, wow. that is that's enormous. Yeah, no, no Denver. And Wilson, I mean, and that does. I mean, in all seriousness, it does add Denver to the mix. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Wilson, he's only what thirty-two. He's Jeez. not that old. Thirty-two, I think. He might be thirty. That AFC yeah. West. <laughs> He's not that old. Oh, you know, yeah. Holmes, when Herbert, you think about Wilson, and Derek Carr, quarterbacks these days, how they're protected. You know, they're playing to their upper thirties. So he's got at least sure. five, six more and, years. And, right. and you ever like when you watch them play? And they're obviously on TV all the time. They play a lot of high-profile. Denver. Games. <clears throat> yeah. No. Uh, Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah. 
He doesn't Denver take was a, home. He doesn't take a lot no, of big hits. He eludes. No, he does. The direct hits. He's, right. I mean, he's a great runner and scrambler, yeah. but he doesn't ever seem to get lit up. Right. Yep. yep. So he could play even. Yeah. Probably past forty. Well, we'll see. He, he keeps that up. But he's been very durable too. He this has. was the first year that he's missed um, yeah. time. Man. But yeah, think Josh. about that AFC West conference. Yeah. Like the, the quarterbacks there. That's yep. what a battle I mean, that's going to be. Josh has that. got a pretty good one and. It might be the worst one. It might be the worst one. Probably fourth. And that's probably what Denver's saying. It's like, listen, either we concede this Mm. division Mm -hmm. to Kansas City every year or we get ourselves a quarterback. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's going to be worth watching. They have some pieces in place, too, Denver. I mean, defensively, I think they're thought to be better than I think they actually were. But they have a lot of Judy, Cortland Sutton. The receiver's really good. Noah Fant is a good tight Uh end. Uh, Albert O is like a second or third tight end. I mean, they have, they they have some pieces. That uh, Javante Williams. Yeah, we liked a, we li- we li- yeah. we liked them. They have they have a good offense. <laughs> they have the makings of a good offense. I should bring out my Denver stuff. Get your <laughs> Carl, Carl Mecklenburg. <laughs> Do you have your Mecklenburg shirt my with Mecklenburg. the seven here and the seven here? <laughs> Got like the, the arm pads on the old like rubber. You should have seen the John Elway shirt he wore once, like twenty years ago. It was like unbelievable. Oh, I high gotta, comedy I gotta, body so, paint. I got to wear my blood cells. It sometime. was so tight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was jacked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Uh, Tobi- Tobias from Tob- Austria writes in, one of the last week's shows, you agreed that the Patriots are a little financially conservative and that this is just how they've done business. But why should fans be okay with that? For governments, it is usually argued that they should be financially conservative because of the negative consequences that debt and or flat-out bankruptcy could have on a society, like inflation. However, none of that applies to a football franchise, obviously. So why should I, as a fan, ever want the team to keep money that they could spend on players instead. Now, I heard Fred's argument that spending huge contracts on players who do not deserve it can create a bad locker room environment, but when has this actually happened? Why have the Rams then succeeded in building a team of stars and big contracts without any noteworthy locker room problems for the entire McVay era? Accordingly, as long as the cap is crap, I am strong proponent of signing J.C. long-term getting Amari Cooper for whatever is necessary, and spending even more money. So I guess my question to you guys is why should I not want my team to spend everything it can on players? Well, an immediate example that comes to my mind is the Washington, uh, well, the commanders now, but when they were the Redskins, and they used to throw money at players every year, and it almost never worked out for them. But was that because of the money they spent or the players that they acquired? I mean, it was obviously the players they acquired, but they were throwing I, way more at them than his email. Was, I mean, it's like than they probably deserve. The Rams have done the exact same thing, and they just won the Super Bowl. So it's not the act of throwing money around wildly that mm. hurts teams. It's throwing money around to bad players. Yeah, you know, <coughs> Deion Sanders eight years past his prime. Bruce Smith passed his prime. That was that Washington example. That's why it didn't work. Yeah. Not because they spent too much money. They spent money on players that were not worth it. So, but, you know, but like, and his argument, I, I, like, why should we feel good about that as fans? You shouldn't. You should feel however you feel about your team. Like some people are very much opposed to spending a lot of money. They think that's the way to win. Um, you know, being fiscally conservative and having a solid middle class and blah, 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 blah. If that's how you feel, then shoot your best shot. I feel like the best players win. 
And but, I think I think you know a, any system that includes Tom Brady for twenty years is going to succeed. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl while having a solid middle class, and he won a Super Bowl with a, with a basically an All Pro team. So it, the, the the constant is Tom Brady's presence. Kiefer in Atlanta writes in: I have a game. Uh, for you to play slash want to hear your thoughts. Out of the following, which one would you be more surprised with? QB in the first four rounds or Nikhil Harry being on the team this season? QB in the first four rounds. QB in the yeah. first four I don't, rounds. I don't think it's crazy to think Nikhil Harry would stick mm. around for another year. No. Uh, J.C. Jackson playing on the team next year or Amari Cooper playing on the team? Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> Amari Cooper yeah, at probably this point. Cooper. <laughs> uh, Nelson Aguilar is traded or Devin McCourty is playing for another team? What's more What's likely? More likely? What would you be more surprised so, at? Oh, surprised? Oh, Aguilar, oh, Aguilar. Aguilar traded. Yeah. John o. Smith making the Pro Bowl or Chase Winovich making the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Chase, Chase Winovich. Winovich. <laughs> That's I it. Agree. That's Kiefer in Atlanta with a nice. little game. Sutherland? Yeah, the, the only one that was hard for me was the Aguilar and McCourty one. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I'd be you pretty surprised to see D- D-Mac ways. going somewhere else. See, I think he no, is No, I think going. he could. I, yeah. I think he is I think going he could. somewhere else. Uh, Andrew in L.A. says, I disagree with Paul. You That's certainly okay. need a punter to win a game unless you're playing the Patriots. Hashtag got him. Oh, <laughs> boy. Got him. Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, let's see. Nick I want to fr- find out what this package uh, for the Seahawks is. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on it. Several players, money. Ten minutes. This r- thing will be over in two minutes. Uh, Get on it. End of an era in Seattle, too. I mean, that Russell Wilson, yep. Pete Carroll – Legion of Boom. And Legion it's over. Boom. And there was a lot, you know, in retrospect, there was a lot of people tweeting about Seattle's um, sort of drop-off the last five or six years in personnel. I wonder if people had sort of an inkling this was coming. Well, Pete Carroll said that they were arrogant defensively. Yeah. Like we were arrogant. Did he say that at the comment? Yeah. That, yeah. That's what I, I heard think him like say the it. first yeah. day or yeah. first or second yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. 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 I, it's, I, it's amazing. Your people didn't <laughs> I, I, You know, it's funny. I heard that in the combine, and it was actually that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> what did he mean by that? I, that's I, – Well, I think I think, um, I think that teams have figured that defense out a little bit, and I think what I took it as is that we just kind of continued doing what we did, thinking right. if we did it at high enough a level that it wouldn't matter that, def- that teams kind of knew – how to beat it, and I think you know yeah. Sean McVay and those guys. I think that that system yeah, makes sense. Is, is is we is didn't have to that. adjust. They need to, yeah, yeah. They need to adjust a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Nick from Ohio. Been a while. I've had a chance to write in. I'm wondering what your moves with Slater is. He's definitely a difference maker and a big leader on the team. Of course, he isn't making a big dollars, but when he retires, how do we replace that kind of leadership and talent? I believe that he's a bigger influence in the locker room than some people may realize. If he wants to come Who's back, he's going to break it down back. at that point. Yeah, I saw uh, our buddy Mike Reese yeah. wrote that he's been he was in the facility a lot leading up to the Pro Bowl and has continued to to be a presence here. Now I don't know if he's dealing with some sort of injury. Yeah, my guess is he'll be back, but, but if yeah. he's not, then I don't know. Three years, sixty million. You got Justin Bethel. You've got Brandon King. You've got. You, you, Plenty you, of guys who are special teams you, only. You put some. You, you put some backup cornerback at Gunner next to Justin Bethel, and you know Justin Bethel breaks down the, <laughs> yeah. the crowd at the locker room. Who's wow. going to break down? Yeah, oh, who's going to break them down? Just snark. I, it, I'm not that, dripping. I'm, I'm actually dripping. I'm actually not for once. I'm really not being snarky. I, I, I just. I, I love Matthew Slater. I think he's a great guy, and I love the, that you know 
how little I got a chance to know him. I'm not going to pretend that I know him because I talked to him in the locker room a couple of times. I love the guy. Sir. I'm glad, I'm glad I got a chance to meet him. I, I, like, I really like him a lot. I, I just, too. I'm sorry if I'm not going to sit here and, and wonder where we're going to turn next if we lose our gunner. The guy who plays 10 plays a game. Not talking, like, about, uh, gun, uh, talking about the actual position of But gunner, what about the leadership gunner. in the locker room? Yeah, I think other guys can be leaders. Oh. And I think guy, other guys have to be leaders, too. I think that I mean, there needs to be point, some new blood. And at some point, up. Hightower, McCourty, and, and Slater aren't going to be here anymore. Right, right. Just like Brady and you know other great leaders yeah. were not here anymore either. Yeah, Drew Locke's on his way to Seattle. Drew Locke. Oh, part of the package. Is huh? that part of the mega package? <laughs> Drew Locke. Major. Straight uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> he played college ball there, didn't he? Was he Washington? Drew Locke? Drew Locke went to Missouri. Missouri. Who am I thinking of? It was Drew Washington. Bledsoe. No, no, Washington. Well, same state. Jake Locker? Jake Locker. That's who oh, I was uh, thinking of. Uh, Randy in Pittsburgh, could you please explain what happens with contracts when players, such as Tom Brady, come out of retirement? If Tom was to come out of retirement, what are the Bucks' options? I've heard they could play or trade him, but what if they don't want him and a trade isn't possible? They'd have to release him then. Yeah. Can they just cut him? Yeah. Is yeah, there any yeah. scenario where they would be obligated to pay him? I'm worried yes. that players could start using retirement to force their way out of contracts. Um, see Gronkowski, comma, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a risk on the player's part, too, because while you're in that retirement, you're not yeah. being paid. They could have said it. The right. And you're also exactly. a, no a year older or right. like, like Barry Sanders. Bar- exactly. The, la- the Lions yeah. said, okay, that, you don't want to play? That's you're the not perfect Brady, Brady, Brady he, he died come, on the vine. Yeah. Brady yeah. can come back. His contract would be reinstated, and the Bucks would have to pay him. If they didn't want to play him on their team, they would have to trade him. And if they – couldn't do that and didn't find anything, they would have to release him. Otherwise, they would have to pay him. Mm-hmm. Just like the Texans last year had to pay Deshaun Watson the whole year. Yeah. To sit. Right. Not be inactive. Anything. Right. Maybe Calvin Ridley should fake retire right now. <laughs> uh, Travis in West Virginia, as it relates to the draft, I often hear the phrase, take a flyer on a guy. How exactly would you define this phrase? Can this happen in any round of the draft or just later rounds? Later. What, later what, are, rounds. The, what are some of the examples of Patriots doing this? Did they take a flyer on Edelman. Tom Brady? Julian Edelman. Edelman, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Yes, Tom Brady was absolutely a flyer. Yeah. And where did the phrase come from? Matt Slater. What is it a reference to? Took huh. a flyer Personally, I think it's a BS phrase <laughs> because no draft pick is a guarantee. Therefore, every draft pick essentially is a flyer. Now, I, I, would say, I don't know exactly where it came from, but I would say that Mike nails the Julian Edelman comp because I have a guy who has these skills. Certain he played skills. quarterback. So I can't use the quarterback skills, but I'm intrigued by what he can do athletically. I'm going to take a flyer and see if I can find a spot for him well, mm-hmm. and I, figure it out. And I, that's what Bill did. I wish we weren't up against it because this would be a great topic for the next half hour. You know, what, you figuring out the ep- 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 etymology. <laughs> what is it called? Etymology. I knew that one. Of, of the Edamame. phrase, take, take a flyer. Edamame. What do you think? <laughs> Just off the top of your head. And I know, Eric, whatever you say will be wrong. What do you think is the... <laughs> I, I think it could be very literal. Oranges like you're, take a flyer. You're walking through like a supermarket and there's all kinds of flyers. Oh, I'll just take that flyer and well, see it's if it's... a freebie like at the yeah, end. Maybe there's something I need in here. Could be. I like could it. Be. That's I'm it. just looking like at it that. from a, that was a literal... Flyer. Paul's taking a flyer and explaining what taking a flyer means. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you but just you a coffee jump, table I'm just going to jump off a cliff. In the half-hour conversation that we're now not going to be able to have, do you agree with Mike and I? What? On Edelman? 
That yes. he was a flyer? I was a flyer. Like, wouldn't that be you the You had def- no idea what definition? he was going to do. You just took a flyer but on But he has something that intrigues you. Yeah. So it's not like you're just like saying, oh, I have no idea who I'm going to take. I'm yeah. going to throw a dart at the right. dartboard right. or wherever. Right. Like, yeah. that's just fluke luck. No, they identified a guy who had some skills. Yep. But they knew he couldn't play quarterback, well, and they were just going to take a flyer the, that did, they could make something Did out the of. Patriots take a flyer on Chad Ochocinco? No. no, no, that's not a no, not a, not a good. No. Con. Jonathan oh. Sullivan, maybe. Yeah, I, or like, what about Stephen Neal? They didn't draft him, but it's Stephen yes. Neal didn't play. Yes. yes, but he's a yeah. wrestler. He's got yep. some he's got, skills. He's got Let's raw. He's got raw skills. Leverage these things. Maybe we can develop him into a player. Right, totally. We, I got to find out what the actual uh, origin. I think Marine Corps has some. Info. Oh, what do you got, Marine? Deuce is good. Derives from the famous flexible flyer sleds, and that taking a flyer means taking a wild ride or taking a chance. Okay, oh. so it's not what I flexible no, flyer. flyer. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. the wooden re- sleds. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I had the runners. Those, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's really what the, kill yourself. That's what the like, flexible flyer. I, I like. I like yours better. I was ball. thinking of like a re- one of those red saucers that are kind of no, like no, flexible. no. Flexible flyer. Was flexible wood. flyer was the old wooden one with the two rails. I never had. And it had the thing in front that you steered with metal and wood. Get Had the string and the wood. You could really slice somebody up with those. You could. Yes. It's like a pizza, an old pizza box in Everett. That's it. What do you got? You got a pizza box? Let's go. We're going down the hill. Oh, we had toboggans, guy. Toboggans. The hills of Everett. The hills of Everett. From Everett to Everett. the Glendale Park. Yeah. I, to this day, I don't know how there was never a fatality. Down that <laughs> it, was like, it ends at like a highway? No, it ends right at the backstop from the bas- the, the baseball diamond. I don't, the poles, like, cemented. Like, I don't know how none of we us ever it. got hurt. We loved it. That's you learned it how was, to, like, we loved it. raise up Oof. just at the end. You got to rise up. All right. That's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. As we see, news is coming fast and furious this week. We'll be back Thursday to update you on everything that happened. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.